Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. I'm, I just realized doing this intro that I've uh-huh. consciously changed the way I say catch-up. Because really? I don't want it to be because Chase, Chase made a, <laughs> the first asynchronous art a video game catch up show, which I think is normally how I would say it. But when I'm on the show, I say catch up for that reason. Yeah. But anyway. Well, you know, sometimes you have to do things to avoid getting bullied by your podcast friends. That's what I'm saying. I'm constantly. <laughs> uh, how's it going, Kim? How's how's your week been? Uh, it's been good. Uh, getting busy again, but not too busy to play a little Mass Effect 3. Nice. Uh, how's how's your week going? It was good. We're in the process of moving, so that's, that's always fun. But I also uh, played a little Mass Effect 3 yesterday, and then, uh, mm-hmm. as I told you before we started recording, I was scrolling through my notes and was like, oh no, this is way more than I thought it was, actually. Yeah. Um, because yeah. this game, I got to tell you, is dense. There's a lot going on. There, There is. Um, there's a lot of like very tiny little missions walking around the Citadel. There's a lot going on. Conversations to overhear. Um, it's wild. The side missions in the Citadel are like, you remember being a kid walking around the grocery store and they had those little coupon printers? Yeah. In oh the aisles? God. Yeah. It, that's what walking around the Citadel feels like. Is they're just constantly <laughs> new coupons <laughs> being printed out and you're just taking them. Because it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm a kid. I don't know. <laughs> You yeah, you'll just, just overhear a conversation and suddenly there's something in your in your journal like, yeah. hey, go find this thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much right now, but I thought that stuff was just like stuff getting added to the codec. And then I went to look at my journal. and I was like, why do I have nine quests? <laughs> What's mm-hmm. happening? Uh, good game. I'm having fun. I'm excited to talk about it. Me too. Uh, but before we talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, you know what we have to do. You know what time it is. It's bullshit time. It's bullshit time. First of all, though, before we get into the bullshit for this week, I would just like to put out um, sort of a general request to the universe to stop trying to eat my fucking lunch. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. We have there have been so many like pseudo bullshits that have emerged this week. So first of all, I found a Tumblr post that was someone being like, if the Fire Emblem Three Houses people played D&D, this is what it would be like. And like they did great, actually, like their opinions. Some of them are different than mine, but they were like correct opinions. Yes. Um, I don't I don't mind that so much, but it was just a funny coincidence. (laughs) Then. Bioware tweets, hey, of all of these Mass Effect characters, who would be most likely to eat pineapple on pizza? And I'm like, can you fucking not Bioware? Also, the answer is obviously Caden. He likes Hawaiian. Yeah. And and then Kotaku comes out with out of the blue with a, an article that's ranking the Mass Effect boyfriends by how good of partners they think they would be. Like, can you... This is all in the last week. Can you week. fucking not? All, yes, all in the last w- week. Wild. I'm like, listen, I have this one thing. Mm-hmm. Can everyone just stop trying to chomp my bit? Yeah. I would really appreciate it. We are consulting with our legal counsel as we speak, just just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, I, I would like to present to you some uh, certified original bullshit from the source. Stamped. Yeah. Homegrown. Um, <laughs> USDA approved bullshit. It's not it's not bullshit if it doesn't come from the bullshit region in France. Um <laughs> otherwise it's just sparkling fanfic oh my Um, wow (laughs) sparkling fanfic is good yeah uh so this is um the mass effect squad mates 
as Valentine's. It's Valentine's Day on oh, Tuesday. Yeah. We'll be two days after Valentine's Day yes. by the time this episode comes out, but you all can just deal with it. So these are uh, little Valentine's, uh, imagined Valentine's cards for each of the squad mates. I'm going to start with our newest squad mate as of this week. Yeah. Edie in her robot body. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. But starting us up, I, I, and I also just want to say some of these are better than others. Um, <laughs> starting us off for Edie, I have I ship us. Whoa. Starting off with a fucking home run. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. I'm uh, proud of that one. I don't think I'm going to be able to come up with a lot of these off the dome. Uh, so I don't know how much I'm going to be able to give you back. Uh, you don't know. That's one, fine. But... You can help me workshop what I have because um, some of them need it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That's not OK. OK. If, if we wanted more of kind of a, a, a little bit more of a blue kind of like flirty one, um, uh-huh. it would be the um, in Mass Effect 2. You can ask Edie what every single one of the rooms is uh, and you just be like, this is the bedroom. S- something sexual. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I got. Nailed it. That was really good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Next up, Liara. This one's a little, it's it's almost a gimme. I want to embrace eternity with you. Of course. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. yeah. And next up, Garrus. I was really proud of this one. You're C-sexy. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) This is is just fun. I'm having a great time. This is great. Uh, Alternatively for for Liara, hers just says, Mm -hmm. I am the shadow broker, Liara. (laughs) about doing something with like don't shadow break my heart or something um <laughs> okay yeah, yeah yeah uh your c sexy is really good yeah for jack i may be subject zero but you're the one okay <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> this one's a little weak i think um, okay next up is rex it takes two chonka <laughs> That's it. It takes two yeah. chonka. Yeah. Um I think I think Rex's is just a picture of him that just says Valentine, period. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I thought about just making it Shepherd. <laughs> also good. Grunt only slightly better. Mm-hmm. Tanks for being my Valentine. To, okay you know it's in a tank yeah no no no. it's good get it? that's a good one that's a really good one <laughs> um <laughs> jacob because i can't help but slander this man i only have lies for you god i only have lies for you <laughs> yeah oh wow <laughs> this poor man mm-hmm. i <laughs> legion there are currently 1183 programs active within this platform and all of them are in love with you nice yeah mm-hmm. uh i think alternatively you could also do a like you're the one thing for for legion as well yeah like, there may be 1182 platforms but you're the one something like that i don't know mm-hmm. my goodness uh <laughs> brinko's been really going to town on a bone and um nice yeah now he's coughing <laughs> great you did a good job yeah samara there's nothing in the code that prohibits falling in love perfect amazing that one's not a, like a pun or anything but i just felt like something very straightforward is very samara mm-hmm. uh Morinth, till death do us part <laughs> yeah and i think there's like a little like a hand-drawn carrot that says till your death do us part yeah yeah that's good <laughs> um this one i'm i'm wrong for this but i, okay. I just couldn't resist okay for thane you take my breath away. Mm, I'm sorry. 
Like I shouldn't have, right? You shouldn't have. No. Um, I, I. Oh man, I'm trying to think of like a lovesick pun. You know, like I may have Kepler mm. syndrome, but I'm also lovesick. <laughs> I have a disease and it's terminal, and it's called loving you too much. Oh my god! <laughs> it's terminal. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm going to hell. Um. Okay, this one's really bad. It's really bad. Okay. It's it's for Tali, you make my heart flotilla. <laughs> it's not good. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> flotilla. Uh what what's yeah. the um something with the pilgrimage? You know. I know. Yeah, I, I tried to think of something with the pilgrimage, something with the suit. The obvious one is something something sexual about the suit. Um. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'd like to merge uh, biologic environments or something. Yeah, something like that. <sighs> there's got There's something with the pilgrimage. It's got. It's got to be right there. <laughs> we're missing it. Yeah. Tweet. Tweet at us or uh, yeah. Let us know your your post valentines. In the, post in the Discord. Um, uh, this one was so obvious, but it was, bre- it's, it's low hanging fruit, but I had to grab mm. it for Kasumi. Are you a master thief? Because you stole my heart. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Are you Jacob? Because you stole my heart. <laughs> That's yeah. That would have been the other one. Just like happy Valentine's day, Jacob. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's <Too> Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> um, for James, I have lover. You make me loco. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> For Zaid, uh, this one is not good. I will admit. Uh, the only thing I love more than you is getting revenge on Vito. I think you're onto something, though. <laughs> the only thing, because because you need you need there has to be something that he loves more than the person he's giving the Valentine to. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like the only thing I love more than you, like is is my rifle or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, I think the revenge is 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 good as well. Um. For Morden, meeting you was my geno fate. No, 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 come on. I, I, you take a crack at one. Yeah, I didn't invent love, but I did perfect it <laughs> or something. Sure. Geno fate is just un- uh, unforgivable. <laughs> this will make sense to you soon. Um, when it comes to loving you, it had to be me. Somebody else might have gotten it wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll make sense to you soon. Perfect. Um, Miranda, I'm genetically engineered to love you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's something kind of disgusting about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, Going back to Garrus, something about calibrating. Uh, you calibrate. I, yeah, heart, yeah. Something. I thought uh, something it's kind of low hanging, though. Yeah. Um, so low hanging, they make that joke in the game today. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I think it's not even the last time they make the joke. Incredible. For Caden, happy Valentine's Day. That's somehow the meanest thing you could have possibly said. (laughs) You're so right, though. (laughs) 
happy Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Love Here's Kaden. the thing about Kaden. <laughs> I the <laughs> spoilers for that Kotaku article. Oh my god! But Kaden is number one on their list, and they're absolutely mm. right. The reason why everybody hates Kaden is the same reason why people are like, "Nice guys finish last," because mm-hmm. he is so well adjusted and normal and would be a good partner yeah yeah he'd be yes yeah. <laughs> yes happy valentine's day he Love wouldn't Kaden. give you any of these deranged valentines <laughs> he'd just say happy valentine's day and give you like a nice a gift. nice gift yeah exactly yeah oh uh God. and finally we have ashley roses are red violets are blue Look, if you're fighting a bear and the only way to survive is to stick your dog on it and run, you'll do it. As much as you love your dog, it isn't human. <laughs> love Ashley. <laughs> uh, no, that's perfect. That is uh, yeah. perfection. I was going to say maybe just like a full ass Tennyson quote or something. Yeah. Or like, you're a oh, Tennyson. Captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my yeah. captain. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's um, uh, perfect. You're a tennis, and it's really good. It took a moment for that one to really, like, really <laughs> to sink, sink in. in. Yeah. Oh, but that's really good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I I feel like I must have forgotten people, but I don't care enough to to figure out if I did. If I did, go, go yell at me on the internet. I don't think so. I'm just quickly running through the Normandy in two in my head. Yeah. I think yeah, it's like I don't think so, but for some reason it feels like I did. Well, th- probably because it didn't take full a full thirty minutes. Um, probably <laughs> we did like a, <laughs> uh, an average length segment. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Kim. Happy Valentine's Day. You're Happy Valentine's Day <laughs> to you and all of our wonderful listeners. Here we are. Here we are, and. You know what? And where we're going. Yeah, here we go. It's Palavin. <laughs> to Palavin. Before we launch in, yeah. I want to give a shout out to the new and improved planet scanning system. Okay, yes. Explain it to me because I couldn't figure it out. If I'm being honest okay, so it, when you're on, when you go to like a system on the map, and you're like looking at all, you know, the little planets in orbit around the star. When you're near planets or if you see like like an asteroid belt mm-hmm. or something, you can hit L2 next to it and it'll just like send out a little signal. Mm-hmm. And then Edie will sometimes be like, I found something. So oh, then okay. you go to the planet and you you use the scanner and find the thing that she found okay. instead of like scanning for resources. OK, Um, but in some systems, there is a, like a Reaper presence. And the more you scan, the more likely they are to pick up on your signal and try to come get you. And so um, if that happens, you have to quickly escape to the the Mass Effect relay. And like you can't go. I think it's you have to do like one or two missions before like the reapers will stop looking for you in that system so you can't go back there for like a few missions what happens if they catch you i don't know i've never had oh okay all right well fair enough sorry you're a pro gamer (laughs) i think it's sort of like a i don't know just like a game over sort of okay okay okay, like restart it's like the stakes aren't really that high sure i mean i do have to say though i because i i scanned once or like, you know, I scanned a few times because I was like, I don't know what this is doing. I was just like flying around and scanning because mm-hmm. I think I got the tutorial while we were streaming and I did not really read it. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I was just kind of like spamming the scan button, and then all of a sudden it was like Reapers. Wow. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I was like, oh, a red arrow showed up. Let me see what's that way. And I went toward it, and, oh, no. and, the, and the, the, the bar at the bottom got higher. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So I escaped yeah. with like, like an inch left on that meter. Um, oh, my goodness. Before they found me, and I was like, well, I'm not scanning ever again. Uh, yeah, um, if, if, that, if that thing fills up, they like literally physically are on the map and they chase you. That's awesome. I love it's that. It's kind of cute. <laughs> that rules uh and i will be doing it <laughs> amazing yes okay so while we, while we are shouting out the galaxy map mm-hmm. features um map check map check <laughs> the the first of all getting shot through mass effect relay still rips it's still awesome every single time the fucking galaxy map like when you're not in a system when you're in the actual map and you just see these huge reapers on mm-hmm. top of the systems that have been beset by or the Reaper invasion uh, is horrifying. And I love yeah. it. It's great. And also, uh, <laughs> finally, all of the planets now not only have the description of the planet, they have the description of their Reaper invasion <laughs> and yeah. how it went or is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. it's so good it's so good i i copy and pasted the entire one for palavan and i thought about reading it but it is like three full paragraphs so i won't do that but <laughs> it's just like oh my god it's it, like incredible incredible little bit to to add into the game of like mm-hmm. this is now part of these planets histories and like this is the yeah. thing that's happening it's just so good well and it's cool because it gives you the context so like going into like this mission, for example, it it contextualizes the fact that the t- the reason why the Turians it's like the the two systems that are getting it the the roughest right now mm-hmm. are the humans mm-hmm. because the Reapers just like literally hate Shepard, um, and the Turians because they are like the military might of like Council space, mm-hmm. um, and like the. It's in the system map that they like really drive that home. Yeah. Um, like when you're looking at at the, the planets. And I think that is very cool. So we're going to um, Palavin's. Palavin is the, the Turian homeworld. Mm-hmm. We're going to its biggest moon called Mine. And like this is like the site of military bases. They used it um, like during the Krogan rebellions, mm-hmm. I think it said. Mm-hmm. And the Reapers are targeting it to to weaken their military, which is like all very like interesting and cool, like mm-hmm. military strategy background mm-hmm. things going on here. Yeah. And um, they, they use the moon to try and flank the Reapers when they showed mm-hmm. up. But they were like, oh, no, the Reapers are way bigger than we thought. Yeah, uh, it's just their forces are so yeah. large. Um, and as we are starting to learn, they like use the the like species that they are invading they repurpose the the same as they turned humans into husks and are you know making them like part synthetic and Mm -hmm. using them as foot foot soldiers Mm -hmm. which is horrifying Mm -hmm. um but that's why like their their forces are just like endless because it's just everyone that they kill now becomes a force um on their behalf so yeah. it's uh very creepy and scary yeah and that's like not like new information but seeing it applied to other races and seeing mm-hmm. these like other species transformations not just be like a guy that's gonna run at you to be like somebody mm-hmm. who like has a gun and a shield is like oh 
no like uh yeah. it's 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 wild because even when we met the cannibals like those are the batarian versions of husks i guess mm-hmm. uh if we want to make husks like the baseline um yeah. and but even they just you know run at you and and hit you but then when we start seeing the uh i forget what they're called the turian ones um marauders marauder yep yeah damn it you got there a second before i did um <laughs> they have like guns and shields and it's like oh like they're using the species like to the best like they're they're taking what the species are like quote-unquote good at mm-hmm. and like turning that against us it's just wild anyway yeah so it's good we arrive <laughs> <laughs> and right before we arrive we see the reapers and we see uh um i guess turian ships just like mm-hmm. trying to attack the reapers in space and getting just absolutely like one laser just chopped in half and then they mm-hmm. are dead um but we show up and we head away from that because we're going to the moon and the reapers are currently attacking the palavan proper but also they're on the moon mm-hmm. and as palavan you- is like yeah covered in fire like yes. it is it is getting obliterated yeah it looks like there have been multiple just like you know bomb uh, explosions mm-hmm. all over the planet's surface i uh, think the the description in the in the map was like the air quality in palavan is extremely poor right now mm-hmm. because like entire cities have been like vaporized uh, um yeah terrifying yeah it's it's wild so as we arrive shepherd is like it's just like this is the strongest military in the galaxy and they mm-hmm. are just like throwing them in the trash uh and so as you're coming down on your transport ship this was very cool uh you get yeah. to shoot off of the ship as it's landing which is like fun and then uh as you pull up i brought oh i guess you can only bring liara and james uh for yeah this one uh so liara and james are there liara this is like the first time liara is seeing any of this invasion stuff and she's like is this what it was like on earth and shepherd's like it was worse and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry yeah uh and then we land and get pointed in the direction of an encampment on the moon toward general corinthus uh because we are looking for the primarch um we shoot some guys i i i feel like we're <laughs> we haven't even gotten in the mission yet i have so much to talk about because there are reapers just crawling around the moon <laughs> in the distance and it is so fucked up and mm-hmm. so cool I, I like this game is is so far in the first you know, however many hours we've played is just like constantly blowing me away with like every mm-hmm. single thing we see because like I don't know the Reapers have always been this like really cool presence even in when it went when we thought it was like a just like a ship and we thought it was sovereign like it was a cool looking ship but now that they are like the focus and like the the active antagonist in this game they're just everywhere all the time and it is just every single time I'm blown away by it and, mm-hmm. and I you you sent me like a little screen recording of of the Reaper just like crawling on the yeah. moon. And you said, I am not OK. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly exactly how <laughs> I felt, um, because it was like it was all inspiring to like see it. And then I was looking at it for a couple of seconds. And then I think what you don't see right after that video cuts off, there's like the Reaper like that happens. I'm like, oh, actually, no, this is scary. I should be like afraid of this. Um, yeah. Oh, man, it's good. Um so that's happening. We arrive at this encampment. We meet up with General Corinthus and we're like, hey, we're looking for Primarch Fedorian. F- Fedoran? Fedorian? Fedorian. Yeah, I didn't write it down because... Primarch Fedora. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was like. He's just a hat. <laughs> uh, and I didn't write that down because General Corinthus is immediately like, oh, well, uh, he died an hour ago. <laughs> he tried to yeah. leave. And you're like, okay, 
cool. Fuck. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, Liara says, like, the the line of succession is very clearly written out, so it should mm-hmm. be easy-ish to find the new person who is technically Primark, and we can take them instead. And Shepard's like okay fine like if that's if that's what we're trying to do then let's let's do it like if it's not about Mm -hmm. the specific guy it's just about the person who holds this title then let's find whoever that is yeah Um, but corinthus explains like i literally couldn't tell you who it is because we have had such so many casualties that like i don't know so he needs to get through to palavin command which in order to do that we need to fix their comm tower because they it has been broken yep by the reapers Mm mm-hmm and I believe in somewhere in there, he says that he lost 400 men in 30 minutes, which is mm-hmm. uh, not good. Yeah. So we go find this comm tower. It's very funny to me. As you approach the comm tower, there are Tarians that are like, the husks have, have held us back. And you walk up and there's like five husks <laughs> yeah. standing there. It's like, oh, OK. Uh, and so you go to start the, re- the comm tower and then you can't mm-hmm. do it from that computer console. You need to go up to the one that's a little bit higher. And so then you get the choice. <laughs> Of, of either sending yeah. Liara to do it, the shadow mm-hmm. broker, or mm-hmm. James, the, yeah. the, the guy who likes to do pull-ups. Uh, so I, I, I have never, ever sent James to do this, but I do wonder if it just, like, takes longer. I can't, like, yeah, it, it can't not work right like it has mm-hmm. to come together i'm sure but, it'll work yeah yeah but. oh my god it's so funny but i guess that's like to introduce like we talked about a lot in the last episode like this was the the first game that was started development after ea acquired bioware so i think this is also ea being like we need to make sure the call of duty gamers know that choices matter mm-hmm. uh and so they apparently gave- it does not make a difference <laughs> what the it's fuck just who who do you want fighting with you okay um <laughs> all right well which d- james kind of i oh, mean yeah, I, not that liara can't kick fucking ass with her biotics yeah yeah no for sure um so you do that and it's you know there's just some guys that pop down the but i think what's most striking about this is that the husks aren't like running up at you they are falling from the sky <laughs> and then yeah and then running up at you it is mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely striking every single time because it's this huge like red and black explosion and then like 10 guys run at you it's like oh man okay fun i like it uh yeah so you get the comm tower back up you call uh corinthus and you're like hey we're good and he says okay cool and then you run back to the thing and he you go talk to the guy uh to corinthus and he's like okay well we're figuring it out uh and as you're figuring it out you're like oh man what do we do next where do we go whatever <laughs> Kim is wrapped her hair around her face i'm fine it's fine kim do you want to tell us what happens here please yeah so you're like uh, and correct me if i'm wrong because i didn't take super detailed notes because i was just like having a moment yeah um but you're like okay well like we need to find the guy and current this is like i'll find you your primark or whatever mm-hmm. and then um someone walks up and is like don't worry shepherd we'll find them yeah and it's garris mccarrion and they play it off like it's a reveal like you don't immediately yeah. know this dude's <laughs> name and his voice the one turian <laughs> agent you've had on your squad yeah. but it's fine 
Um, he gets his moment. So yeah, my notes in this in this section are just all caps. Garris, I am cry. Yeah. Um, I think I did. I didn't literally cry, but I did make a noise. Amazing. Yeah. Halfway through taking a note, uh, I said, "So many people dying and going." Garris is here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that note. Um, I also worth noting the the general. Like Garrus outranks this general. Yes. Because I forgot I forget what the general says, but then Garrus is like at ease, general. It's like, damn, yeah. look at you. Moving <laughs> up in the world. Oh my god. So yeah, so Garrus is here and you're you're just chatting a bit. Um, and you find out that he the reason he is above the general here is because he is like the head of the Turian Reaper Task Force, uh, which basically means he convinced the Turian government, which we will find we will talk more about later, uh, that the Reapers so are coming and that. we need to, you know, get stuff ready for that, uh, prepare as much as we can. Uh, the reason that they were on the moon and not on the planet was because of this task force. And so that's what he's been up to. <laughs> here and then we find out that general adrian victus is the new primarch uh garris tells us a little bit about him that he's popular with the troops but he has a penchant for improvising strategies so he's not like mm -hmm. the council's biggest fan uh like the turian council yeah. or whatever um they they don't they don't love his tactics but he is now <laughs> the primarch so they don't have a choice yeah they they tell this story as an example where he like held back his troops and actually like sacrificed like strategic sort of like mm -hmm. holdings or whatever in order to allow like two different factions to fight each other and wear each other down. Mm -hmm. And then he like came in and like won the entire thing. Yeah. Um, without like losing any of his troops. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that's sort of his kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. I like Victus. Victus is cool. He's a cool guy. I, all yeah. the Tarians we meet here, I think are pretty cool guys. Um, Corinthus, Victus, Garrus. Yeah. I'm also now just realizing that, that, the u.s is a common uh yeah. <laughs> sound i guess in in turn yeah language. i had also just made like a side note here that i've been kind of leaning into renegade choices here a little bit oh interesting um, okay. because gortney's like mo right now is to just do whatever we can in order to mm -hmm. get forces against the reapers which was like her mo this whole time as evidenced by the end of mass effect 2 where i was like yeah it'll definitely help to give the elusive method to on only thinking about like <laughs> oh we could use this information against them and none of the implications of like what the, the elusive man would like right. use this stuff actually for right so i just you know i thought that was interesting because i thought i was going to be you know all paragon because my bar is so much paragon and so little renegade mm -hmm. at this point but anyway joker calms us he's <laughs> like hey <laughs> something's up with the ship it's like it's possessed uh-huh so you're like okay are sounds you super chill yeah sounds good are you okay and he's like not really and so you send liara <laughs> back or liara volunteers to go back to to take care of this mm -hmm. tech stuff telling you she's the one you should have had uh uh work on the comm tower um <laughs> and so she leaves and as she is leaving this fucking weird ass reaper dragon thing <laughs> flies harvester. over the camp yeah a harvester but it does fully just have like dragon wings and stuff, it does yeah uh, and drops something off and you're like oh my gosh what is that uh, -oh. uh and so you run over to one side of the camp figure out what it is it's marauders which are the turian equivalent of husks they have guns they have shields uh and they 
look like fucked up Turians. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after we shoot a bunch with a a turret, this is a a separate encounter, I think. Yeah, there's so first we shoot them, then we go back in and they're like, oh, we need you over here. And then that's where the turret is. And I hate that turret because it moves so slow. I can barely use it. Yeah. So I just didn't yeah I, I i used it for a bit in like in the very beginning of that encounter and then was like oh it's actually just easier if i get off and just shoot yeah. these guys with my pistol um but, yeah yeah very interesting moment mm-hmm. i get the, i've been I using know. shotguns a lot so oh. i was just sort of letting them climb up the thing and then being like <laughs> bam nice. bam bam Love it that. was very fun um also shockwave is is a fun one shockwave because it just so sends good. them flying off Ugh, the thing again i miss shockwave yeah. i miss shockwave i just shockwave have my, is a really good ability i just have my lift grenades which are still fun to throw those um, are good but they're not helpful against this next enemy the brute uh, oh yeah because they move armor they move too fast i throw yeah. the grenade and it runs away from it and then the grenade explodes mm. um but whatever it's fine Oh, I just want to, before we move on to the Mm -hmm. brute, when you're, when you're like shooting the husks at this point, Mm -hmm. James yells like fish in a barrel and Garrus goes, what? (laughs) James goes, old human saying like fish in a barrel. I just love the like combat, like dialogue that happens in some of these fights. It's very fun. Yeah. The back Um, back and forth here is reminiscent of like the elevator scenes in, in, in one. I like it a lot. So then we, after doing some shooting, a brute shows up, which is just a really big fucked up Turian rams into the wall. You fall down and then you have to shoot it a bunch and it dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end. <laughs> so then we are on our way to Primarch Victus to go get him because he tell him he's the Primarch because he doesn't know. Um, <laughs> and as we're on our way there, there, there's a couple encounters along this route, but I think the most interesting stuff here is when we're just running or like walking, whatever, mm-hmm. which is the like conversation, the conversation, which is something I'm like so grateful for, because I remember mm-hmm. saying, I think in the last game, like not everything needs to be combat, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like we can have moments where we're just running around doing whatever. Uh, and I think this game and, and as evidenced, I think by the Citadel stuff later as well, does the not combat stuff really really well and the combat is also yeah. good but i mean like the, the the scenes where people are just talking or you're just like running around i think feel really great uh and i love them a lot so as you're running around here you can see primark you know in the distance because it is just you know, palavin palavin you can see palavin because you're on the moon um and there's a big orange spot on the planet where you know there's a bunch of little other little orange spots but there's like one really big one and garris is like do you see that big orange spot that's where I grew up. <laughs> and yeah. this is all happening just like while you're running. It's not like a, like a, mm-hmm. a cutscene or whatever. Uh, and James is like, oh, man, that's rough. Do you have any family down there? Uh, and Gareth says that he his dad and his sister uh, were slash are still down there. He's not 100 percent sure. Um, hasn't heard from them. Yeah. And, you know, he talks a little bit about it. I don't know if you have, took any more specific notes there, but he tells Shepard, he says, like, if only they had listened to you when you first talked about the Reapers coming. Yeah. Uh, um, so sad. The the only other thing that I would add from this is um, he tells you they the casualties were three million the first day, five million yes. the second. Yeah. So like they they are just getting fucking obliterated. Yeah. Um, and James has a, a I, I love this kind of back and forth between James mm-hmm. here. Uh, Garris is like, you know, if only they had listened to you 
when you first talked about the Reapers, we could have prepared. And James is like, it's hard to tell how you'd prepare for something like this, which is like yeah. totally right. Like, yeah, there is no way anybody could have known what was going to happen. Like having Garrus mm-hmm. on this task force, even if it is just symbolic, which again, we will talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. Like that is as prepared as as anybody could be, you know, right. It's just wild. Uh, and I wrote here, my sons are bonding. Um, yeah <laughs> it's just really great so we're running we do some more running and then we do some more shooting and then james is like is this what new york is like and i yeah. left uh <laughs> you did buddy sorry yeah he says leaving the fight just pisses me off and garris says you yeah. know you're asking victus to do the same thing here right um and jen's like yeah but like this summit is is all that we have yeah. because none of us is beating the reapers alone and it's true like if this is what's happening to the turians what the fuck are the Salarians going to yeah. do? You know, yeah. like <laughs> their their whole thing is like intelligence, like mm-hmm. like, and I say that not as like it, they're smart, Being like smart, yeah. like military intelligence, yeah. like spy shit. Yeah. Like you can't spy on the Reapers, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um. So yeah. Yeah. We uh, all need to work together. Yeah, I said. Okay. I said, guys, we need to play politics. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. But I think that exchange is just really great. Oh, there's also a cool mm. moment while you're doing this running thing where a Turian ship gets shot down like yeah. right in front of you. I was so um, I, just a really cool moment for no reason in particular. Yeah, I'm really pissed that it didn't force my camera to look that way because I saw the ship flying and I saw the Reaper and then I had like looked at the other horizon as it crashed and missed it. And then Garrus says something like, oh, my gosh, can you believe it took down that cruiser like it was nothing? And Courtney was like, yeah. And I was like, I didn't see that, but OK. <laughs> and so then the final uh, little bit of combo here mm-hmm. before you arrive at the next camp and do a bunch of shooting. James asks, where's the meat? <laughs> when he's asking about <laughs> he's asking yeah. about the alliance forces because, uh, yeah. you know, you've got Asari, Salarians, the Turians and humans. But he says, where's the meat? And then asks, like, you know, Batarians and Krogan are like way stronger and we need, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then uh, I think it's Garrus explains that yeah. the Batarians were basically they were like immediately wiped out mm-hmm. because I I not the well not the arrival one but i guess there was another mass effect relay that was also in batarian space because i guess that's on the outskirts so i guess yeah i guess that i guess that was is that that might have been like the the arrival dlc might have taken place in like batarian sort of like colonized space as opposed to like near their home world maybe i'm not sure okay i'm making this up Sure. But no, I mean, that makes sense, though. But it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and then explains also that the Krogan hate the council because of the genophage. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'd written here in parentheses, if only we had an in with the Krogan. <laughs> <laughs> and so we arrive at this next camp where Victus is and it's under attack. So we do a bunch of shooting and we kill them all. And, they, you know, a bunch of brutes show up and a bunch of marauders and a bunch of husks. And we do a bunch of shooting. We do all stuff. Yeah, there's like three brutes here. It's very annoying. Yeah. They show up in waves. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, It is not fun being a vanguard with the boots no <laughs> i will say yeah that's yeah the the i tried to use the dive roll to get out of the way and it worked like one every like five yeah. times you know for some reason i get the roll button and the melee button Me confused, too. and that is an inconvenient thing <laughs> yes. to be confused about yeah you do a punch as you get tackled <laughs> to the ground yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not very effective no i was doing the same thing because i don't know i i I, i'm actually glad to hear you say that because i thought it was just because i was playing hi-fi rush which uses b as the parry (laughs) button and also elden ring uses b as the dodge button um Mm. 
But I think that's just like a common thing, I guess. Yeah. So after we do all this killing, <laughs> we find uh, General Adrian Victus, uh, and he is a very chill guy. Um, mm-hmm. Super level headed. He's great. Uh, and he's like, have you come to take me? And Garrus is like, yes, because you're the new Primarch. And he's like, ah, <laughs> great. And he actually uh, I wrote in my notes here like, wow, what a mm-hmm. shot, because he yeah. turns away from you and looks out over Palavin mm-hmm. and is like, uh, uh, he he just like thinks for a moment and then says something that ends with "I hate diplomats," which is um he, yeah he says I'm Primarch of Palavin negotiating for the Turian hierarchy. I spent my whole life in the military, mm-hmm. and I think there's like a little bit more there. And then he ends with "I'm no diplomat. I hate diplomats." Yeah. Um, Oof. this moment like gets me like a little bit choked up yeah there's something about it that's just like maybe it is just like the shot but it's like you are immediately invested in this character that you just met and feel like you know exactly what he's about yeah extremely well done storytelling i I was thinking about this so much running around this the citadel because i was like having these incidental conversations and i was like why why is this stuff working so well for me Mm -hmm. and the answer is because i've played 60 hours of the other two games you know what i mean and it's like i feel like this game doesn't work as well it's like definitely well written and and is is great but i feel like they don't need to work as hard Mm -hmm. to get us invested because obviously we are um you know and if we're not then why are you playing mass effect 3 it's very very strange yeah um but yeah i mean i i was talking about uh (laughs) chatting with steven (laughs) i think yesterday while i was playing because i was just like we have a discord that's us Mm. and him and bolt and um there's a special channel called mass effect spoilers (laughs) i cannot check (laughs) not allowed to check that's just us talking about mass effect 3 and steven brought up like every every part of the trilogy like serves a purpose in terms of like what it is in mm-hmm. in a trilogy and it does it all very well so like mass effect one is incredible at getting you up to speed on the lore like and i know we talked about this in that game but it's like I, that stuff goes in one ear and out the other for me mm-hmm. in like basically any other piece of media mm-hmm. and for some reason the way that they like you know sort of enfold you into the world is just really well done Mm -hmm. and then you know two does a lot of like sort of character development and then three is like okay like time to sort of like pull off the magic trick that you know that is a three-part story yeah and they do it so well it's like so much payoff of all of this lore that you've learned and and history that you've learned and been a part of Mm -hmm. um and uh, getting you to a point now where like you are very invested and the stakes feel very real and everything makes sense and falls into place in a way that is really compelling Mm -hmm. um because of that foundation and it's just so good yeah um ugh. I mean, not to skip ahead, but like there's a part here where you you're chatting with with Liara Mm -hmm. about the last time she was at the Citadel and it was when we were fighting Sovereign. And she's like, and we finally rebuilt it. And now, like, it's about to get destroyed Mm -hmm. again, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there's just so much there that, like, really helps you latch on to the stakes in this game when you're like, yeah, I do remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I did see, like the way that it was just like completely destroyed and um you know what it would mean if that happened again it's just 
really good. I love this game. Goodbye. It, no, it, it is. It's really good. And I think <laughs> the point of of each game is built to to serve a specific purpose is like 100 percent correct. Um, cause I remember I, I, cause I was also had a similar thought of like each of these games is, you know, doing the same thing in a lot of ways, but also is so incredibly different from the last one. Um, and I think I really thought of it in the Citadel because the Citadel in the second one is like, you can go to these three areas and you just show up mm-hmm. there and you're there. And then in three, it's, it's like one again, but it's like, I don't know, it's easier to navigate, I think, because it's a newer game. But it's also like this place functions totally differently than it did when I was playing Mass Effect 1 because they have completely rebuilt it because they had to because it was destroyed. Um, right. And like, I don't know, there's just something so impactful about all of that stuff. And it just works so well as, a th- you know, a third piece to to the, mm-hmm. the the whole mass effect trilogy it's it's good it's it's really great and and i think the writers and the designers and stuff should all you know or they all did uh, like a really great job and it, it it's good it's really good and i like Fucks. it <sighs> anyway so then uh <laughs> gourney says war is your resume and he says i like that <laughs> um <laughs> and as we are getting ready to, to leave and stuff garris explains to to shepherd like without victus more than likely we're gonna lose this moon mm-hmm. like we're gonna like we're gonna lose palavin it's it's just gonna happen uh and shepherd says without the turian fleet we're going to lose everything yeah um and it's like that's just like the whole theme of this game i think is like we are all gonna have to give up huge chunks of our lives mm-hmm. before this in order to continue living um, yeah and then garris you know finally signs back up to join back with the normandy mm-hmm. There's this great moment there where Garrus like looks at that giant reaper (laughs) in the distance. He goes, look at that. And they want my opinion on how to stop it. Yeah. Uh, Failed C-Sec officer, vigilante, and I'm their expert advisor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is like, damn, dude. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he signs back up. Um, Oh, there's also a really good quote from Victus here where, you know, when he's kind of explaining like i am not going to be a good uh yeah. diplomat because i'm not I'm really, really a by the book kind of guy and i piss people off my family's been military since the unification war war is my life it's in my bones but that kind of passion is deceptive can make you seem reckless when you're anything but which i feel like is a nice bookend on that story that <laughs> that we heard about him where it would seem like what he was doing was, you know, was like willingly losing whatever battle Mm -hmm. he was in by giving up key holdings. But what he actually did was win the war in a way that preserved like the lives of, of his troops. And I don't know. I, I really like that because it feels like a very like, it's an interesting twist on the idea of like Paragon and Renegade because mm. you would think that like not doing things by the book would be very a very Renegade thing to do, but it is very Paragon to do the thing that like will preserve the most life. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I think it's also an interesting mirror to um oh, I can't remember his name. Ashley's grandfather and the the stuff he had to do in in the battle in the first contact wars where he had to like give up 
you had to surrender in order to save the most mm-hmm. lives. And it's like, yeah, that's the stuff you got to do sometimes. But like in this case, you know, and to correct me if I'm wrong, they were surrendering to the Turians at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first contact war was with the Turians. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting to see the Turians kind of do something similar, but actually with like good strategy. That is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That doesn't, I don't really think there's much of a connection there, but it is just interesting to hear these stories, you know, mm-hmm. in general. And I liked it. Uh, and so before you, or as you're heading out, Victus, you know, you're asking for the, the fleet, the Turian fleet. And Victus is like, I can't just like take the fleet away because just the Turian fleet is not going to be enough. We need mm-hmm. Krogan help. Uh, and so you're like, uh, okay. Um, uh, and Garrus says, looks like your summit just got a lot more interesting. Uh, <laughs> so then we head back to the Normandy with Garrus and uh victus in tow and we get our little debrief thing talking to the asari counselor and it's like <laughs> uh clearly you've just explained everything that just happened and that mm-hmm. victus wants the krogan to come on board and the asari counselor is like no fuck that that's stupid and it's a waste of time and you're dumb i have to worry about the asari homeworlds bye mm-hmm. uh- <laughs> yeah so because the krogans are going to be there the asari are like fuck that we're out yeah uh just so fucking which is stupid. such realistic <laughs> politicking <laughs> it's so bad uh so then we call Hackett. we're like dad <laughs> dad the asari don't want to play uh <laughs> whatever uh and so then you get kind of a, a catch-up on like how mm. the earth invasion took place and like what has been going on in your absence and Hackett explains that like <laughs> the reapers had to make two jumps in order to get to earth and it was like by the time they made the jump to Seoul, it was too late. There was nothing they could have done mm-hmm. to, like, you know, prepare any better. And so, you know, they, they packed up as much of the military as they could and they were on their way out. And Hackett explains to you that he had to basically sacrifice the third fleet in order for the second, fourth and fifth or something to, like, make it out. Um, and you're like, man, he says th- I've presided over the most devastating military defeat in human history. <laughs> Oh, dad, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's so that line is horrific. Yeah. Uh, and like the fact that he saved, you know, four times the amount of lives mm-hmm. that he had to give up. But like that, these people had to, were, you know, were forced to give up their lives for for that reason. It's just like, oh, my God. And <laughs> Shepard is like, how are we going to? Like, how are we going to win this? And mm-hmm. Hackett says, well, um, all of my strategy right now is just about delaying them for you to make the Prothean weapon. Um, and yeah. you're like, oh, OK. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great. No pressure. And then compares the Prothean device to when humanity first made nuclear bombs. And this I is wrote, a really I said, maybe th- <laughs> I said, maybe not the sleigh that you think it is. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he says um, something like. Like, oh, I didn't write it down, but he was like, you know, well, so we're like, this thing could be did, like really dangerous. We don't know what it's going to do. And Hackett's like, listen, they didn't know what the atomic bomb was going to do when they set that off. The implication being like, and it was a good and thing. And it was the and right like, thing to do. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't know about that, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what Look. 250 years of propaganda will do. <laughs> yeah. 
God. So yeah, that was not the best. Not the best. Um, not the best look for our dad slash uncle Hackett. <laughs> and then you ask about Cerberus mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't know what their agenda is, but it clearly has nothing to do with humanity's yeah. best interests. And Jin's like, oh, I do know, actually, because they said they wanted to control the Reapers. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tim said that. Yeah. Hackett has this great line. He says, if the elusive man is good at one thing, it's finding new ways to subvert science. It's never worked for him before and it won't now. <laughs> Which is so, <laughs> such a fucking burn on this yeah. dude who just is going to keep trying to do this stupid shit until it works. Uh, and it's never going to. Uh, really great. Did you have anything else with that Hackett conversation? That was the last line. I took. No, yeah. that was. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, you say farewell. I'll talk to you later. Uh, and then we do Hack some out. running around. Yeah. Hack it out. You do some running around and Victus is in mm-hmm. this room because you're in like the. I don't know war bo- room. the war room area. Yeah. Uh, Invictus is here, which I thought was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And you talk to him if you want. We're giving him a ride. Yeah, you're giving him a ride, basically. Um, and you talk to him and you're like, oh, where's Garrus? And he said, I don't know. He said something about calibrating. <laughs> like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, just explains the importance of getting everyone we can to this summit uh, and says about the Reapers, uh, the strategist in me admires their brutality. The Turian in me is watching them destroy 15,000 years of civilization my mm-hmm. civilization uh yeah. damn damn yeah the other damn dude moment here mm. is um like shepherd and and victus have a nice moment where they realize that they have like a fair amount in common mm. victus says you never asked to be a leader but these people will like die without you yeah we find ourselves in similar circumstances uh and then as you when you end the conversation shepherd says my thoughts are with palavin and victus says and mine, mine with, with earth. earth oh it's like, good oh i love this bond we've created yeah. and i wrote here i am tearing up um so i must have been literally tearing yeah. up in that moment i am yeah like you said i'm immediately ingratiated to victus i I love him. I would mm-hmm. die for him. I would put down my life for him. Uh, so then you leave and you head up to the CIC. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a call from trainer who's like, um, Edie's offline. Maybe you should go check out the AI area. And you're like, oh, OK. So you head down to the thing and you head into the surgery room because the AI core is behind that. And I talked to Shockwest and she's like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> because uh i've never talked to her there yeah she's like what's going on <laughs> that's it and uh engineer adams and another guy are there with fire extinguishers and tells you like most of the fires have been put out by the thing but you may need to put out more blah 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 uh and then you go inside and there is smoke everywhere because stuff is on fire and engineer adam shoots a bunch of fire extinguisher stuff so then it's even more smoky and then a hot android walks out of the smoke <laughs> Uh, it literally pans up her body yeah. as she like slinks out she steps out with a healed yeah. foot and it's like zoomed in yeah, on the foot course. and pans up the oh my god it's so fucking <laughs> dumb <laughs> uh and i have a lot of questions about this the 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 first one being i thought this corpse was like burned and destroyed but it looks like it's in pretty perfect condition now uh i guess i don't know she buffed it i have no idea yeah so surprise Edie is now in eva corey's body uh i said yasified now hmm? <laughs> please continue with that I, I said yasified Edie. i can't believe we've made the ai hot uh, <laughs> yeah so. that's pretty much it she's in a hot robot body it has boobs it Why? does have boobs uh, well tim say so, yeah, i was curious about that but yeah, i was like well the elusive man tim made it. Thing. he's a pervert <laughs> <laughs> i guess so <laughs> 
yeah, it's fucking God. Um, so and even like the way that her body is like colored and like styled or whatever makes it look like she's wearing like a unitard or, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's or uh, a bodysuit or whatever. It's very gross. Whatever. It's a hot robot, I guess. And she has lashes. Yeah. She has these crazy lashes. Um, yes. Like cat wing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um. So I, she- the thing that always gets me is the like the bob. The bob. <laughs> the hair. It's it's so bad. Well, OK. So think about this. <laughs> if the hair is built in to like the hard yeah. body of the AI, Eva Corre was walking around with the stiffest cut at all times and no one was like she's a robot (laughs) well listen i'm sure that hairspray technology has come a long way Oh my god so they maybe just thought it was a look it's so interesting because they're going for this like it's futuristic but the bob is very like 1960s Mm. retro futurist almost it it looks like a jetson robot (laughs) yes like yeah she looks it does it's it's giving jetson yeah i don't know whatever (laughs) whatever you know what fine the robot's hot i can deal with it the robot is hot it's fine um so uh then you're like hey Edie, what's up (laughs) she says that she was searching for information on the prothean device within eva corey's memory core or whatever but there was some sort of fail safe that if you did that it would restart the cpu and so the body came to life and Mm. started you know physically retaliating hence the fires and stuff uh until Edie was able to get it under control and is now just like inside the body uh but mm-hmm. she's still mostly in the ship and then she but she explains to you like oh but i can get within x amount of meters away from the ship and mm-hmm. shoot a gun and stuff yeah so now you can take Edie with you on <laughs> missions yeah uh, um you you could also be like hey you shouldn't have done this without telling us first and she's like it would have been counterproductive because human response time is so slow that you wouldn't have been able to help yeah which is (laughs) oh my god and then later later when you talk to trainer about it um um she says something about like i would rather have been like in the loop and Mm -hmm. skeptical about it than totally out of the loop and wondering why you just disappeared because she's like, she fully turned off and was like, everybody was freaking out about that. Mm -hmm. Um, which like, I agree. Just like, tell us what's going on. Yeah. Just like, keep us, keep us posted, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, (sighs) Shep is like, okay, well be wary around the crew because I'm sure they'll be freaked out seeing this person who was like trying to kill Mm-hmm. trying to kill uh ashley williams and <laughs> says uh he's like i'm sure jeff will want to see this uh yeah. and shepherd is like i'm sure he will yeah. um, i'll get to that yeah uh <laughs> and then did you talk to chakwas on your way out oh i didn't know uh what you talked to her and she's like was that Edie that just walked by and you <laughs> say yeah and she says oh joker's gonna have a field day with this <laughs> <laughs> um I love the Chakwas Joker bond. I wish we only ever get to hear about it from Chakwas's perspective. I wish yeah. we could hear about it from Joker. Yeah, it is interesting that it never really comes up no matter how many times you talk to them. So before I headed up to see what was up with Edie, uh, I stayed on this floor and talked to Liara and I t- checked in with Garrus. Liara is like on a call with Garrus and he's like, I'm fine. I'm just down here like doing stuff with mm-hmm. the gun. Uh, if I put a rug down, it would be very cozy. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is interesting. Well, um, yeah, she's just, she's just like, Hey, like, do you want to like talk about anything? And he's yeah. like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Keep it bottled up, man. Keep it bottled up. Uh, so then if you go to talk to Garrus at the gun, 
uh, he says calibrating is like a vacation um, mm-hmm. and that he's like still feeling unsure about leaving Palavin and like if it was the mm-hmm. right thing to do. Um, and then explains to us that the turning council, uh, can, can I interject with one thing, please. which is that in response to, to him being like, I don't know if I should have left Palavin behind. Mm. Jin tells the story of how he saw. Oh yes. The yeah. boy die at that part, um, on his way out, which I, the reason why this like stood out to me so much is like, this is the first time. And I thought I can remember the only time that Jin actually, or that Shepard actually says anything about this. Mm. Otherwise it's like all sort of just like internal from the player's perspective. Like even we had that creepy dream and you don't even tell Liara about it. Yeah, There's so much. I just want to say it like speaks to like, like, Oh, these two are like really tight friends (laughs) that you're open to, to Garrus about this. Um, when you haven't to anybody else. Yeah, there's so much that this game does to characterize Shepard outside Mm -hmm. of the choices you make um, and just like how the things you have done in these past two games, which like for all intents and purposes are like fucking intense things like Mm -hmm. for anybody to deal with and to see Shepard divorced from your interaction with them, like you being the player, them being Mm -hmm. your character, like to see them have this internal conflict and have these things that they're dealing with, regardless of the choices you made, I think is a really, really awesome thing and i think really helps make shepherd more of a character and less of just like a a camera with Mm -hmm. some dialogue choices you know like shepherd is is their own character in this game which i fucking love it's so good yeah like in the other games it's not i don't want to spend too much time on it but like in the other games the only thing you really get of like shepherd's characterization is the conversations you have via email with your mom and like yeah. that's like 10 full minutes across the first two games you know like we've already gotten so much more uh, from shepherd mm-hmm. as a person uh, in and this i will game. say i think that those interactions like the depth of those interactions will or even if they occur, um, I think will change depending on what background you chose. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, that like phone call that you had with Shepard's mom, for instance, I didn't have because I didn't have that that background. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's um, makes it that much more meaningful to have yeah. like this much characterization in, in three. Yeah. This game um, is good. It's good. It's so good. <sighs> so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Keep so Garrus tells you about his task force. Yes. Yeah, um, you were re- you were you were really hot on this. So please uh Yeah, I took yeah. so many notes on this conversation. Um so he says, I followed your example, just yell loud enough and eventually someone will come over to see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> Not that they'll actually do anything about it. And then there's a sort of there's sort of a, a discussion of like the weight of responsibility now that like people actually believe us and and now it's like okay, we are expected to to save the, the galaxy or whatever. Mm. And Shepard references like, oh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of sleepless nights. Um, and Garrus says, a certain Turian friend of yours isn't sleeping any better, and he'd be more than happy to meet you at the bar and drink you under the table. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, so uh, yeah, this conversation goes kind of differently if if you romanced Garrus, sure. unsurprisingly. But um, it's a really nice conversation if you do. Garris forever um so you ask about his family um he still hasn't heard from them and uh shepherd says i'm sure they're okay mm-hmm. and garris responds that's the thing about getting old shepherd the platitudes get just as old which is like oof mm-hmm. um so then he 
asks you about your family and Shep's like, yeah, my mom is in the Alliance and I haven't heard from her. Um, which I guess, again, is if you <laughs> if you had this background and then Garrus is like, I'm sure she's OK, which is yeah. like, yeah, just a good, good touch that he's like immediately like, oh, fuck, like I just said that thing. And now, like, I don't know how to comfort you <laughs> about like the fact that you can't contact your mom. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting moment of characterization if you don't romance him in Mass Effect 2. Like mm -hmm. you, you say in Mass Effect 2, he gets like super awkward and stuff when it comes to like actual physical yeah. emotional interaction. Yeah, um, this is and, a bit of that. And this is a bit of that, which I think is really great. Yeah, it is good. So Garrus, like he thinks that we can win this. Mm -hmm. um, he says for the first time since we met, we're not alone in this fight. Imminent <laughs> death has a way of motivating people. Yeah. Um, so then you can ask him more about his task force. He said, like, so, you know, after everything that happened and knowing that we were like this close to a Reaper invasion, I did something I never thought I'd do. I went to my father um, and he talks about how they never saw eye to eye. Just like recap, Garrus's father was I forget if it was like head of CSEC or just like very high up in CSEC and was very by the books. And obviously Garrus is not like that. So they like had like kind of a tough relationship. But like because his dad was so high up in CSEC, he has like some pull with with the government and, um, on Palavin. And so he said, I, I told him everything we knew about the collector base and the Reapers and everything. And I know I sounded crazy, but my father just listened. He saw what we always knew. He sort of likens it to like being in CSEC and like, you know, when you lay all the evidence out on the table and there's a pattern there, you don't ignore the pattern. And so um, he he believed me, basically. Um, and took it to the Primarch. And at first the Primarch wasn't convinced, but he kept pushing and kept pushing. Mm -hmm. And finally, Garrus got a task force. I am enamored with the writing and like storytelling in this moment, yeah. because like knowing like not it, it goes like fully unsaid aside from the part where where Garrus mentions that like he and his dad never saw eye to eye. Mm. It goes fully unsaid, like how much emotional weight this must have to yeah. like have sat down with his father and had him like be one of the few people in the galaxy who believes this like wild story about the Reapers. Yeah. Um, I just love that, <laughs> <laughs> that bit of storytelling. It just lets you fill it in and it's, Oh, it's so effective. It's really good. And I also, he's just a really well-written character, man. He's just like, there's a lot of great characters in these games, but like the people who wrote Garrus just, I think, did a fantastic job yeah um anyway so um so he tells you like what he did with his task force which is very interesting he goes as much as i could get away with and a little more um sort of like strengthening communications um building up their emergency supply lines and early detection systems which is like I also really like like it's very grounded. It's like mm -hmm. obviously he doesn't have a ton of power. Right. Um, and like there's only so much you can do to prepare. So it's like basically like preparing for the inevitability. And he's like, you know, I, I won't know until like the dust settles on this thing, whether any of that actually helped. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then there's a fun part where Shepard teases Garrus about whether he could end up the Primarch um, because like there were literal like generals saluting him. Yeah. And he just goes, let's not go there. <laughs> and then, um, 
I don't know if F Shep does this, um, but uh, M Shep does. He's like teases him um, and puts on a little voice and is like Primarch Vicarian, honored war hero. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't remember that. No, yeah, that's that's what happened with Jin. Um, and he goes, "Someone's gonna have to rebuild Palavin when this is all over." And Garrus goes, "Yeah, someone who knows how to hold a hammer." Mm. He did say that part, so maybe maybe I okay. did just miss the impression, but uh, yeah, yeah, <sighs> good, good stuff. stuff great stuff good stuff great stuff so then i went and i talked to james and you can talk about Edie's body and you're like Mm -hmm. yeah she's got a new home and james says a super hot sexy home (laughs) it's like okay cool (laughs) um and then he says that because you're like don't get distracted or no he says he says don't worry i won't let it I won't let it get me distracted. And then there's like a moment where he stares at Shepard and then says even more distracted. <laughs> and, uh, Courtney, and Courtney's like, okay, come on. James. James. He's so <laughs> horny. Um, um, if you ask him about his mission with the collectors, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, he does seem to finally understand that he's like most useful here, not back mm. on earth. Um, but he's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get us back there. And Shep says, maybe no more shuttle crashes. And he goes, no promises now that I've got the taste for it. Yeah, that's funny. Um, You ask about his family. He has an uncle and cousins. He lost his mom. He's not close with his dad. Um, If you ask about nicknames, he says, some people don't match their names, so I give him a new one. Uh, And apparently he and Steve know each other from uh, previously being uh, stationed in the same, like, base. Yeah, this was the first conversation where he, like, shouted at uh, Steve Cortez, which I thought was funny. Yeah, and I went to talk to Cortez, and he was just like, hey. <laughs> he yeah, like, and then, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't have anything to say right now. Yeah. I also, I wanted to flag here, because um, you wouldn't have this, but I decided, so... <laughs> uh because our our friends informed us uh our friends adam and trout informed us Mm. last week that you can uh ask diana allers to leave and you'll still retain the um yeah (laughs) what is it the war assets so i did um but when i walked in there she was like on comms with trainer and trainer was like why are you always so like glammed up um like that seems in weird for a law rep- a war reporter um and like her answer is basically just like tldr sex cells Ratings. and i was like yeah i'm really excited to kick you off my ship so i did <laughs> oh also in liara's broker terminal i just wanted to flag there yeah. was an interesting little bit of intel about a service operative who was captured by the Alliance was in interrogation and had a flashbang in their face. Oh, that one. Yeah. Um, That like detonated. So they, you know, it's sort of like the equivalent of the like cyanide Cyanide capsule, except more violent. Um, Which uh, Morden did bring up in Mass Effect 2. Wait, what? Morden did talk about that. How how Cerberus agents have that just like in them. I so did he talk about like a cyanide capsule or did he talk about he talked about a bomb behind their eye yeah Jesus Christ I missed that yeah wild anyway yeah it's uh pretty bad uh I have not asked Diana Allers to leave yet because she has not done anything yet she won't (laughs) okay well we'll just see until I think there's one part like you can you can sometimes do interviews with her but um yeah I think the first time as soon as there's an interview she's gonna be like get the fuck out um Mm. so we head up to the CIC trainers there and asks if we're okay and you say yes and she's also like 
okay, here's a thing. I have a thing to talk about. Uh, and she explains to you that there was a communication from or a, a distress signal from the Grissom Academy, which is basically a place that like helps young biotics get good. The Ascension program for biotic youth, uh, which I believe we've heard about, right? The Ascension Project Ascension. Was that Cadence thing? No, that it's was different. I think I that asked that same question camp. the last game. Yeah, but it's but we have heard about it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. you know where it came up in Mass Effect 2 is mm. um when they were like shutting down uh the like subject zero mm. facility with Jack. They were like, we'll just all go to the Project Ascension mm, okay. thing okay. instead. Like they they were that was like their plan to like reassimilate. Okay. Into society, I think. Got it. Uh, so that's at the Grissom Academy. They had a distress signal saying that the Reapers were going to hit them soon. Uh, and then supposedly there was a Turian ship that was like, oh, yeah, we'll come help. But Trainer thought it was weird and then had Edie decrypt it or whatever, do AI stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edie was like, oh, this is actually like exactly like the fake Turian signal that mm-hmm. the Normandy was sent in Mass Effect 2. Uh, so... There is no help coming toward going toward Grissom Academy. So could we go mm-hmm. help? Uh, so we said yes. And I have not done that yet. <laughs> um, it's in my journal. So then finally we head up to the cockpit. <laughs> Shepard asks Joker if he knew. OK, well, Shepard just like asks Joker like, oh, hey, how's it going? And he's like, I'm horny. Um, yeah, that's that's literally he's just like a woo guy. Yeah, he's Wolf yeah, whistle he's, sounds. He's cartoonishly um, hard. He's got, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I don't know. Um, I, yeah. The worst part about that, too, is e- there's a part where Edie's like, I'm right here, Jeff. So she's like, <laughs> she is like as uncomfortable as an AI can yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, even after that, she says, I'm right here, Jeff. And he says, yes, you are, Edie. Ugh. Yes, you are. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Yeah. Um, but there is a point where Shepard asks Joker, like, did you know that she was going to be doing this? And he's like, do you think I'd be able to keep this a secret? I'd have baked a cake. <laughs> yeah uh it's just like you know it's goofy but it is also just like where do we draw the line of like sexual harassment on yeah AI? that's the thing um, yeah it's is it like weird. okay because she's technically a robot but like no it's yeah. not um anyway uh so then you could talk to Edie unless you had anything more specific about joker i don't know okay. no just the the last bit here um when mm. you talk to Edie is uh yeah i had written down okay so you talk to Edie and she like stands up because she's now just sitting in the seat next to joker and she stands up and says hi and you're like oh are you having a hard time getting used to that and she's just like no because it only takes her <laughs> one like one introduction to new stimulus to like yeah. completely figure out how to do it <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was just like a 10 out of 10 <laughs> joke that was so funny um yeah it's good and then uh you know you talk a, bit, a little bit about that and then she asks to speak privately well so, you, so the reason why she mm. asks to speak privately yeah is because uh you know she's like oh i want to like go out in missions to stress test the the robot body at the moment it appears adequate and joker goes that's not the word i'd use to describe you <laughs> and then she goes perhaps she we could speak privately yeah. <laughs> it's okay. like it yeah. does seem like you i know she's an ai but she does seem uncomfortable yeah well i thought the i thought <laughs> I the reason know. she was asking to speak in private was because of the context con- yeah it could also be that about. but no yeah that, that's also something and then asks 
Shepard. <laughs> Should crew members be allowed to disobey orders on moral grounds? <laughs> Which is like an insane question to be yeah. asked. And Shepard's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do think I, I missed a little bit of the beginning of the explanation, but it was basically like Cerberus created her as like a true AI, but also like made sure that she would obey orders or whatever. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, first of all, I'm curious, what what mm-hmm. did did Gordney say yes or no to the question? Uh, she wound up saying yes. <laughs> okay. Jen also said yes. Um, So she explains, well, I was designed by Cerberus and like they designed me to not take moral stances that conflict Uh. with orders. But when I when Jeff like unshackled me in Mass Effect 2, I became capable of modifying my core programming. I asked him if I should change anything and he deflected with humor. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you, should I should I make modifications? I stood on this choice for like four full minutes just like staring mm-hmm. i was like this seems consequential um <laughs> yeah i don't know because i said yes and then she's immediately like okay well i still have to you know i i still have to ask these questions so when the time mm-hmm. is right like i'll ask you the questions i was trying to ask joker uh that he wouldn't give me answers to so it's like okay good because i thought if i said yes she would immediately be like okay i've upgraded and now the the fucking normandy's a transformer <laughs> or something um <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that was kind of a relief, but also still an absolutely wild interaction. And then she goes and sits down. Did you have anything else before we begin our trek to the Citadel? So I don't remember where I did this, but I went back and spoke to Edie again, and it might have been after mm. the Citadel stuff. I'm not sure, so I might be getting ahead of myself. But I did want to highlight some of it because it's interesting sure she said that the crew are starting to like approach the robot yes. body to speak yes. to her i also had this conversation, um yeah. yeah even even though it's like you can still talk to Edie anywhere <laughs> on the ship like that has not changed mm-hmm. but um like still people are like their human impulses to go talk to her face to talk to the platform yeah yeah she says it's as if they want to treat me as part of the crew i like it mm. and you're like Edie, are you you can like things? Yeah. And she said, well, it's like shorthand. Um, my programming contains priorities and when they're fulfilled, it creates positive feedback. So I'd say that I like it because it <laughs> but it's what's interesting to me about that is like that's also humans yes. like that. Is, she's literally just explaining like um, conditioning. You know, like, like literally that is just like how conditioning works where like you, something like fulfills a need for you. And so it creates positive feedback and you like it, you know, Mm -hmm. like I like to hit the button because I get a little treat. Mm -hmm. So like, (laughs) it's like, that is not an inherently AI thing. Mm -hmm. It is like starting to blur the lines between like her being an AI and her being Mm -hmm. like, quote unquote, human. Very interesting. Um, (laughs) And uh, Jin says, well, all of this new feedback that you're getting be too distracting. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry. I only forget to recycle the Normandy's oxygen when I discover something truly interesting. <laughs> and it cuts to like Shepard's horrified oh, face. Oh, truly horrified look. <laughs> and she goes, that was a joke. Yeah. Um, which is still funny to me that Edie can joke. Edie can also lie. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentions that like she insisted that she would only follow Joker's orders when uh when they were grounded, because yeah. when she was posing as a VI. So that's how like she got them to let Joker on the show. Yeah, really so. good. 
Good stuff. And so before I headed to the Citadel, I did just check my emails because mm-hmm. boy, is there a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's one from Ashley that's like, Udina's trying to promote me to Spectre and I'm not sure if I want it. There's one from a mysterious Tanner something who's like, I am in Huerta Memorial. Come talk to me. It's mm-hmm. Thane. Um, there is one from Aria. There's actually two from Aria. I might've missed one the last time. I think I read it, but didn't really process it. There's, there's one that's just like, Hey, I'm in purgatory. Come see me. And then there's one that's like, okay, like I had mentioned something in purgatory. (laughs) Come talk to me about it. Talk to me. Yeah. Um, there's also one from John Bow uh, with special tactics and recon, which is just funny to see it written out. Um, Mm -hmm. because I was like, what the fuck is special tactics and recon? (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's, it's, Specter. Um, uh, and says he has info about agents with significant political power, possibly tied to the Reapers. Uh, and then we get one from Dr. Garrett Bryson, uh, who has info on the Reapers from Commander Hackett, uh, which Kim has explained to me is the DLC. So we will yes, not be touching that one for of, one of the DLCs. A bit. Yeah. yeah. And Ari, Ari, I guess Ari is also DLC stuff. Yes. So we won't be talking about that in this episode uh, because we'll talk about it in the future when we talk about the DLC. I wanted to touch on the fact that like as you're walking through the Citadel, you can overhear conversations. Yes. And sometimes it gives you like a little scavenging quest. Sometimes it like it's people having like an argument or a discussion and you can like support one or the other. Yeah, person. that stuff's really um, interesting. Yeah, it gives you um, what's it called? Um, reputation mm-hmm. points, which I'm quite not quite sure how those work, um, if I'm being perfectly honest. And then sometimes it's just like you're getting just like a little bit of like lore or background about like something that's going on. So I just think that that's fun. Yeah. Um, I, the, the first one that I encountered in Where to Memorial is a woman like yelling at one of the receptionists um Mm. about how i guess the 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 huerta the guy whose name like this place is named after is like he has a vi of himself that still like walks around but the actual guy died like two Mm -hmm. years ago or something and this woman is like well we should still treat him like he's whatever yeah she's like it's tasteless that this is called memorial hospital right yeah i sided with the receptionist because don't yell at don't yell don't yell at people yeah Yeah, don't yell at people yeah (laughs) um so the first thing i did was go talk to thane of course where else Mm -hmm. would i go and Mm -hmm. i was doing something else at the time so i like went to stand by thane and then like i went up and got a coffee or whatever Mm -hmm. and thane is just punching the air yeah so (laughs) when i did this he was just standing there like i guess it glitched oh no so then so then when you talk to him he just throws one punch (laughs) so it was like he was just standing there and then suddenly he was punching the air incredible this is and supposedly this is him staying in shape yeah i guess that's like part of his pt or whatever so funny so you you talk to him and um he is just the best um he basically like lives not lives at but he's like at where to regularly for his pt and stuff and like he needs constant uh or or like daily checkups and stuff to make sure Mm -hmm. everything is okay because yeah it seems like he's like basically in hospice yeah he's pretty much in hospice Yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Um, because you like ask him to come with you and he says, there's just no way that I could do yeah. that. Like, I also, there's like some really sweet stuff here where he's yes. like, when I heard earth was attacked, I tried to contact you and I didn't hear from you. And I'm so glad we like connected. Mm-hmm. Um, you also mentioned like, Oh, you know, like I have a crew member here who's in the hospital who's sick, whatever, Ashley Williams. Um, and he's like, Oh, the dark haired human, she's joining my physical therapy class soon. So, you know, I'll like keep an eye on her and help her. He pledges to protect her. It's like so sweet. Yeah. And then he said, he Um, says, uh, I'm near the end of my life. It's a perfect time to be generous. Yeah. Oh, so good. I also want to like, like just, I I couldn't help but think in this moment, like, and would she like regard him with suspicion because he's an alien? Sure. And meanwhile, he's like, I will, I don't know this woman, but I will like watch over her yeah. for you. <sighs> An ex assassin just like Emotions. watching her. From yeah. her. <laughs> uh, I love Thane. Yeah. So he, he, when you ask him to come on the ship, you know, he tells you about the daily medical care he needs. He says, there comes a time when one must rest from war and conflict. Mine has come. Yours has not. Yeah. Uh, and he also ugh. says you need the best at your side and I'm not at mine. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he, <sighs> Yeah. Oh, my God. And then you ask, like, how much time do you have? And he says, I, you know, I've been to so many doctors and the one that I like the most said I have three months to live nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm sorry that like, yeah. you know, whatever. And he says it's kind of he says it's freeing to find no requirements placed on me, no responsibilities, no fears. It is a good end to a life. So he's just like vibing right now. Yeah. Which is like so he, he, he mentions that his son visits regularly Um, and it's just so, so sad and sweet. And I love, I love my, my boy. Me too. Uh, so then you go talk to Ashley and she's doesn't want to be a specter. So. Well, she doesn't know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just, uh, (laughs) it's very emotional with Ashley as well. No. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's supposed to be, I know Uh, this is a really interesting conversation. I I'm interested to hear how it goes for you. Not, not having been romantic without the romance yeah yeah uh yeah so you you go in and udina is there like i need an answer soon and she says okay and then udina leaves and like sir and she's yeah. in a fucking hospital can you just like <laughs> stop hassling her she's in the hospital her entire face is still just like a big bruise which is yeah. like yeah and the whole time she talks to you she's like sitting up in like the most uncomfortable position yeah. like she would be straining her neck so badly i'm like girl lay I down f- I think what's going on there is like she and Caden are using the same like I don't know like model <laughs> or something but Caden is like he's built and big so oh, like he, when wow. he and he's shirtless in this scene which is just a nice little treat. You can see um, the the lower part of her her midriff which is just so weird. Yeah, so unnecessary. She's wearing like a crop top. <laughs> yeah, like what are we, why aren't we wearing like hospital clothes? Like what? Yeah, that's very why funny. Why is Caden shirtless? Yeah. Yeah, that's go. a very funny thing. To point out. Um yeah, so then, you know, you basically rehash this whole conversation you had on Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, like, look, I accept that you've cut ties with Cerberus. And, like, I, I know that I'm going to have to trust you. And Shepard is like, we're going to have to. She says something about how she's still kind of, like, unsure how she's supposed to, like, move forward and trust him, whatever. And Shepard's mm-hmm. like, we have to trust each other or this isn't like this isn't a thing that's going to work. And that's kind of all that is. Mm-hmm. And then you can. Uh, she talks about her family on, back on Earth. She says she hasn't heard from them in a while. Uh, her mom and three sisters were still were still there. Her youngest sister Sarah's husband got called in for duty, and so they had been exchanging messages. But she hasn't gotten a message from Sarah in a while. Uh, and that's 
that's all I have for Ashley stuff. Sure. So um, let's talk about how this conversation goes <laughs> with Jen. I actually really, I think that this is really well written mm. in this scene because I want to talk about what happens um, if you're F. Shep and romance Caden because it goes kind of differently. Oh, but um, in this scene, I actually think it's very well written and feels like a real conversation between two people who used to date and like aren't <laughs> sure where they stand now. It's really good. Nice. Anyway, it starts off similarly where she says, I, you know, she finds Finally is like, I believe that you cut all ties with servers. I'm going to accept that. Mm. She says, but where do we stand? Did we cut all ties? And I, I was like, I don't know if this is like, if she's asking Rome in a romantic way or in a friendly way. And I'm like, these are like literally the calculations I would be doing in my head if this were like a real conversation. So that's part of why it feels so real to me. But, um, so I, Cause I'm like, I don't want to romance Ashley again, but like, mm. I also don't want to, I like would like to be her friend. So I say, we haven't cut all ties. Um, which like the, the way that that line actually, like it says like, we haven't cut all ties, like in the, you know, dialogue selection. And then the actual like read of the line is I'd like to work this out, which feels <laughs> a little bit like, uh Oh, that's not what I meant. Um, <laughs> she goes, well, rumor has it you worked it out with quite a few people. Jesus. Oh, my <laughs> Which is God. So funny, because I'm curious what it would be if I hadn't slept with multiple people in, in yeah. Mass Effect 2. Um, but yeah, it's a funny line. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, you you get a dialogue option here. I forget like what what the paragon one is but the the renegade one is like whoa 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 like you are the one who like dumped me basically so <laughs> jen says hang on you walked away on horizon not me it was clear you were done with me and she says i was hurt and angry and uh he says you shut me out now you're angry that i moved on you don't get to be angry about that and she says i whoa. can be angry about whatever the hell i want and shep is like fine this is pointless i'm gonna go and she apologizes she's like i'm sorry i'm like oh i haven't God. heard from my family on earth it's like making me a little crazy whatever and then you like transition into that other other conversation ashley you're hysterical yeah <laughs> but like re really it's like them accusing you because caden does it too them accusing you of like cheating on them is fucking insane to me because i was dead <laughs> right <laughs> For two years right literally dead and then you basically told me to eat shit on horizon so like right. what do you mean i cheated on you in mass effect 2 um you were supposed thing, to remain chaste <laughs> yeah the annoying thing when you play as f shep who romanced kaden here mm. he will accuse you of cheating and you like can't be like hold on you get no no dialogue option that no. lets you be like you're the one who did x y and z whoa to to like let me know that you didn't want anything to do with me so what do you what do you mean i was cheating on you Oof. um you don't get that option it's really fucking annoying i don't understand why they they do it that way um so it feels like very unsatisfying <laughs> whereas this feels like a real conversation um yeah. that like actually feels realistic um yeah. so like i guess shout outs for that but yeah um i for a long time it took me a long time to like circle back to i like caden as a character because of this moment in mass effect uh. 3 where he accuses you of cheating on him because my first my first playthrough ever i romanced him in one and then romanced garris in two and three and i was like excuse me yeah <laughs> so yeah those those are my feelings about it 
but I'm I'm glad that at least uh, in this case they fixed it um, or did a better job. The only other thing I have about this conversation is you can ask her like, hey, why didn't you contact me when I was like under house arrest in the alliance, basically? And she's like, honestly, I just like couldn't face you. Mm. Um, but we're like, okay, fresh start, fresh start. We're going to move on. Yeah. Oh, and the only other thing in the hospital too, is, um, one of these conversations that you can overhear is this sorry commando who's, um, here with PTSD. Um, and she basically tells a story about, um, she was like helping out on, which like, I don't actually know why the Asari commandos would do this, but, um, they were helping out with like the, like Reaper invasion on a human colony. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe they were just like stationed there for some mm-hmm. other reason. And then the Reapers hit or something. And she's like, yeah, you know, I was like this family, this like farming family of humans took me in. And, um, while I was there, another Asari showed up, but she was like all wrong. She had basically been corrupted by the Reapers. And I watched her like kill this family in front of me, which is like a very scary foreshadowing of like what the sort of corrupted Asari mm. Reaper foot soldiers are going to be like. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, there's also another, uh, you get a little side quest here also uh, from an Asari on the phone talking about needing improved metagel. Uh, mm. So when you get that, I guess you just bring it to her and then that ends the quest. Uh, yeah. Is that the one where it's actually from Grissom Academy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm trying to get through to Grissom Academy, but like they're, you know, their comms are cut or something, which is like another fun hint that like, yeah, something fucked up <laughs> going on over there. Yeah. Neat. Anyway. Uh, so then I went to Purgatory. Uh, nice. Cool bar. Um, mm-hmm. And ran into James. And I yeah. think it's so cool that the crewmates are here. And they're not just like hanging out on the Normandy. Um, James is just here getting a drink. And you're like, okay, cool. What's up? And you just kind of talk to him. And he's like, yeah, I'm just hanging out drinking. Um, And there are those people over there are also drinking. But like, did you notice how when you showed up, they got real quiet? It's because you are who you are. Um, yeah they're like alliance soldiers they're like like grunts yeah uh and you know he's like your presence like carries a lot of weight and stuff like Mm -hmm. like whatever and gourtney's response to this is i can still have a good time yeah (laughs) i think that too (laughs) calls them over buys them drinks yeah um, i did the same know. thing but you can also be like well good because i am important <laughs> yeah or something like that's that. like well i don't want to be yeah yeah not, <laughs> not quite like that but the idea is like you know there is like a military hierarchy and yeah like you know yeah. whatever interestingly connected to a side quest you can get in a moment those soldiers are talking about losing one of their compatriots named bilal oh shit i didn't catch that yeah they just like bring it up you know it's like one of the one of their lines so fucking cool i know that it's like i i can see how for some people this would like break immersion a little bit that like there's so there are so many connections between like quests and Mm. um even like the little little missions um i think it's very cool that there is like an interconnected no like, i think it's really cool i think it universe makes universe here you you had said in our in our private chat um that the citadel feels really lived in and like feels really alive mm-hmm. and i think that's totally right i i think everything everything here serves like the citadel as a location in mm-hmm. the game you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's it's like 
it's kind of like Tuchanka, I think, in Mass Effect 2, where there's like just so many like little things happening. That's like, oh, this is like a living place that like people have interpersonal like beefs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and not even beefs all the time, but just like the people are connected. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's really cool. So did that. Uh, then I talked to Arya, but we will skip that stuff for now. Um, yeah. Well, we can do at least like the background on why Arya is here, because I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, so when you walk up to her, there's a CSEC officer who's like, you didn't go through immigration processing. And Arya's like, like, I give a fuck. <laughs> she, not only does she say, I don't give a fuck. She says, I've been here illegally for three weeks <laughs> and you've only just now found me. So what? Yeah. what the fuck? Why does it matter? Um, so she eventually just gets the Asari counselor on the phone who handles it. Yeah. Um, which is so funny because I like, I like the implication that Arya's power and influence is not just limited to Omega. Yeah. Um, I think that's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she, she tells you that she hates the Citadel. She finds it quote, sickeningly uptight. <laughs> um, but the reason why she's here is because Cerberus stole Omega from her um they lured her away from omega and ambushed her Mm -hmm. and she managed to escape but by the time she got back um they had like already taken omega um had taken control of it Mm -hmm. and she's like listen it doesn't benefit me if the entire galaxy is taken over by the reapers (laughs) yeah so i will cut you a deal I have, you know, when I when I led Omega, I had the Blood Pack and the Blue Suns and Eclipse all in check and they were all under my command. Now they're running amok. Mm -hmm. So if you help reunite them under my control again, I will offer them to you as like forces against the Reavers. So that's sort of like the setup for for the Omega DLC, which we'll talk about more. Mm -hmm. Um I just wanted to hit on a little bit more of like you can like have more of a conversation with her. Um, <laughs> if you ask her how she is, she goes, is that supposed to be a joke? Yeah. <laughs> and then she like complains about the Citadel for a while and yeah. says, basically, I'm in hell. <laughs> um, and then if you ask her, how are you planning to take Omega back? She goes, I think I'm going to employ violence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arya is so, so great. She's good. such a great character. She's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to play that mission whenever we do. Um, it's a fun one. Yeah. It's long, so it should just be like its own episode. Nice. I can't wait. Yeah. In the meantime, I went to the Presidium and talked to Liara. Um, mm-hmm. And she is just like sitting at a table with a data pad doing shadow broker stuff just like Mm -hmm. on the public wi-fi um so funny that she's like i can't and she's like i came here to see the view but there's like too much work to do it's like liara you're not like a fucking accountant you you're the and you're here on your ipad catching up on emails it's so funny yeah (laughs) so uh you talk to her about um getting there are like shadowbroker forces that have been like scattered to the wind or whatever and she tells you that bar probably knows where they are and you should go talk to him and he'll give you a quest uh and so <laughs> bar is a volus that works at the bank bar was actually in mass effect one I remember the name yeah yeah um he was like your shadow broker like contact in that one. Oh, okay so just a little fun throwback um but he basically just tells you yeah like some of the shadow brokers like guards um are stuck in reaper territory if you rescue them like you know you can use them for your 
war. Cool. <laughs> so it's like just a, a little yeah. treat of a side quest. Neat. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Edie and Joker are here. And mm-hmm. if you talk to Edie, she says, you know, she's like talking about like being around, whatever. And also just so funny that nobody is like, hey, what's this weird robot doing walking around? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I do believe Shepard comments on. But the point of this conversation is for Edie to tell you, I think Joker has a crush on me. How do you yeah. know if somebody has a crush on you? Yeah. <laughs> Shepard's like, the way that she phrases it, she goes, Shepard. You have firsthand sexual experience. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> How do oh you know God. when someone is romantically interested? Jesus. <laughs> and Shepard's answer is like, oh, well, they pay more attention to you and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Uh, she's like, okay, I think Jeff might have a crush on me. Cool. Yeah. This is, you can um, discourage this relationship here. Oh, really? Yes. Which I know some people do because it is creepy. Yeah. Um, I didn't because, listen, it's the end of the world. If you want to fuck a robot be my guess um yeah but yeah this this like she's like i would like to provoke jeff into an emotional commitment i'm like okay i don't know yeah. how this like, serves you as a robot but yeah when shepherd's like well don't think about it don't, don't think about it like that like it's got to be kind of a natural thing of you guys having yeah. like shared interests and like maybe going out on dates and stuff uh, and mm-hmm. then she says, there's a, a, a music or a, a play coming up. That's like kind of funny. Do you think he wants to see that? I said, you're going to have to ask him. I'm not going to play like matchmaker with you guys. <laughs> and then you can talk to Joker about how Edie is just a full AI mm-hmm. walking around. He's like, oh, well, she's basically like my service robot. So, <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the story that they're yeah. using. Um, yes, he's yeah, like, yeah, so I can bring her anywhere legally. <laughs> legally. Oh, they have to let me. God. <laughs> Really and he, he says something like she deserves a little bit of shore leave, which is actually very nice. Yes. Um, yes. It's kind of sweet. Kind of sweet. And then down in the docking bay, uh, it has been turned basically into a refugee center. That's not mm-hmm. the word I want, but like like temporary barracks for people um, yeah. who have been displaced because of, you know, their whole planet being exploded mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So right now it's mostly Batarians, humans yeah. and Turians. Yeah. And there's a really interesting thing. So I, I came back to this place a lot doing the Shadow Broker thing. Mm-hmm. But every time you come back, there is a Batarian and a human sitting next to each other, like right, yeah. right in the front. And every time you come back, their conversation goes a little farther and at first it's the human just like talking a lot being like oh how long have you been here how did you get here like what were you doing blah blah, blah. i was you know whatever and then and then mm-hmm. all, all of a sudden i find myself here blah blah, blah. Uh, the second time you come back the batarian's like shut up like i don't want to talk to you i'm yeah. just like i just need like silence whatever um and then the third time he opens up a little bit and then the fourth time the batarian explains like he was like he worked like systems admin or something and there was something wrong with like a comm tower somewhere so he had to go off planet i think to like check it out and as he was like flying to this comm tower the reapers invaded and and i didn't get the end of this conversation so i didn't get the part where he opens up yeah um sorry um no 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 it's great it's and it's it's just like so good and it's just like these guys were just like dudes who Mm -hmm. just like were there not like and i think it's also really interesting specifically that this guy's a batarian because all batarians we've seen in the past are like murderers and assassins and whatever and this guy was just like yeah i worked tech admin like Mm -hmm. i had to go fix a computer and on my way and it's my my life yeah and it's oh my god it's so good it's so good i love it a lot it's also meaningful that this is a batarian and human right because like there is so much historical antagonism between these two species 
Um, and at first the, like you said, the Batarian is like, do you, do you humans ever shut up? Like, just leave me the hell alone. And then eventually like opens up. And so, you know, kind of a nice echo of a lot of the themes of, Mm -hmm. of this game. Yeah. Um, other things going on in this area is that there is a wall, um, where people are starting to set up posters for missing people. Um, jeez. There's like a human standing there like crying with a Solarian like, you know, patting their back mm-hmm. and stuff. And there's like a Turian who's like, you know, looking at all. Oh, my God. It's so upsetting. Yeah. There are so many things that happen in this area specifically that I'm like excited for you to see. And I oh, don't cool. spoil anything. So that's all I will say. OK. But yeah, just like keep that is another. This game is so good. It, <laughs> keep paying attention to things happening in these areas every okay. time we come back to the Citadel. Garrus is also down here. Garrus is down here. Helping turian refugees you know like they're like oh you know like what where is the food that we were supposed to get and they're like oh it got like rerouted to the presidium and garris is like well get fucking bailey on the phone and tell him to reroute it mm-hmm. to these people so they don't starve to death and like it's just being very cool and hot and um <laughs> listen i am what i am and (laughs) if you speak to him he just sort of talks about how like casualties are really high like they need medical help but like there's only so much that they can do because like if like if you get got by the reapers like it's it is more likely that you get killed than you get injured the the, the reaper modes are kill or not there like those are the two switches that the uh Um, he he says there's still no sign of his family. He asks how Shepard is doing, and Shep's like, I've been better. Mm-hmm. He says, don't forget to come up for air. Oh, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I had down here. Yeah. Um, that isn't, like, tied to one of those side quests. So the, the next thing I did after that was this uh, side mission with uh, John Dumbau, Mm -hmm. Uh, about the quote agent with significant political connections Mm -hmm. uh with reaper stuff yeah just trying to say that um this starts in the embassies and before we move on i want to close the loop on something we mentioned earlier Mm. which is Bilal. you overhear a conversation in the embassies with an ambassador named dominic osoba about the fact that his son Bilal is missing and he's asking you to please uh look into it so yes. that's what we were referencing earlier yes thank you in purgatory this game is great okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, i was like i just don't want to lose that because we mentioned it earlier yeah so you meet up with john Dumbau, uh by the csec offices and he tells you that he had been sent some information about a possibly indoctrinated hanar specter um who was like in the process Hanar ambassador Han- sorry hanar ambassador um, who was like involved in, you know, helping get information on the Reapers and then thinks that they became indoctrinated that way. And you're like, oh, where'd you get this information? And he says, oh, Kasumi Goto sent it to me. <laughs> like, oh, OK, cool. My friend. Um, yeah, it's cool. There's like this specter has been basically hunting Kasumi yes. for like years, it sounds like. But they have this like mutual respect going on where he's like her. She's like really smart and really skilled. She's like almost Solarian practically and yeah. how like intelligent she is. And and he's like, but listen, I like, you know, she's a master thief, but I kind of respect her because <laughs> of how cool she is. Yeah. And I think it must be mutual because she sent me this tip. Yes. I'm like that what a cool i i would play an entire game or read a book or watch a tv show or something that's just that relationship mm-hmm. it's like incredible yeah anyway that could be like a a, a, a 
miniseries of like Tom Clancy novels or something or something. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that like Killing Eve? Like, isn't that kind uh, of the, yes. the premise? I've only, I've like ambiently I, yeah. seen I think so, though. I think you're right. I've never seen it. So I, sorry if I'm wrong, but <laughs> that's sort of the vibe, except that's like more sapphic. But anyway. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, so you agree to help find this Hanar and see if like his suspicions are true. Uh, and then you head into the Spectre like area that office specters are allowed into uh yeah. and cosmigo <laughs> our own lounge it's like a <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> like an airport lounge yeah and you have like a, a secret terminal and stuff that you can access like cool mm-hmm. uh so you head there and Kasumi shows up uh because she is still alive and you did her side mission um mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically tells you hi what's up uh i mm-hmm. i got this information from kenji's gray box even though we destroyed it um which yeah she was like well i managed to like piece it together this is this is one thing that like one complaint that i have is that like now that we've gotten to three a lot of things that seemed very weighty in previous games ended up not being that weighty because they still wanted to give you the quest either way (laughs) yeah so it's like if you had kept the gray box i'm sure it would be like oh this is what was in the gray box when i looked yeah but in this case she's like yeah we destroyed it but i was still able to piece it together from what i knew it's like um, what's the fun like this is yeah um that was like and it was like such a heavy like weighty yeah. decision in in two but yeah. anyway this is what was there uh <laughs> so she leaked it to bow yeah cool um so then you can check this she spec- wants to help. oh yes yes sorry she wants to help so you know she's yeah. like can i just follow you around cloaked and you say yeah sure and so then she's just like <laughs> with you all the time um yeah. and i did a bunch of stuff between like starting this mission and that and i really wish that she could have just like ambiently commented which i know i know know why she couldn't have because of technical restraints but like just imagine how fun that would have been yeah it would have been fun uh so you head to the specter terminal and you're like oh okay this is where i can find the transmissions from this Mm -hmm. hanar ambassador let me go there worth noting in Mm. did you see any of the other stuff in the um yes yeah yeah there's a fun little uh message about ken being uh not captured but just like or was he captured or, or is well he, he was like, he he was arrested basically yeah. because he was working with cerberus, with cerberus. Yeah. So um, him, and he basically just like it says like he volunteered basically all information about cerberus that he could mm-hmm. uh, and now he's just like sitting in jail but it gives you the option to pardon him oh it does yeah oh you can pardon him uh and he will come work on the normandy and oh, by shit. the way if we had saved gabby her too don't but we tell didn't. me that <laughs> sorry there is also a note in there about him being like like devastated yeah. at the loss of gabby which like just mm, yeah salt in that wound anyway mm-hmm. i have to pardon back him. to the hanar ambassador I didn't, I didn't realize i could pardon him but yes yeah so. it's it's hard it's it's easy to miss because it's just like a little button at the bottom where it's like <laughs> press you know square or whatever and you can pardon <laughs> him. um press f to pay respects um yeah so you then just like walk around the citadel and do the thing where you interact with a box um mm-hmm. but and, there's fun conversation with kasumi on the way so yeah so um, the the first one you interact with um basically is like oh actually this hanar isn't the one that's indoctrinated we think maybe it's a different hanar uh and you say okay and you have to go find a second one but in there kasumi says some things yeah so you um you start to be like, hey, you know, I could like grant you immunity. I could like probably have that ability. She's she's immediately like, 
I know that you're like angling to get me back on the Normandy. I know yeah. that this is all like a, a manipulate, not manipulation, but it's like, I know that that's like where you're going with yeah. this. Um, and I am not interested. <laughs> and Shepard's like, I didn't say anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also the first, the first thing that you're doing is like some Hanar have been making some like suspicious transfers, mm-hmm. like monetary transfers. And one of them, uh, you're you're also like talking to it's so funny you're talking to bow yeah about what you find and mm-hmm. then kasumi is also there so it's like you're talking to bow and you're talking to kasumi at the yeah. same time but like they're not talking to each other um but she so she like chimes in but when you tell bow about these these suspicious transfers yeah that like two hannah are making one of them he's like that's oh yeah i know about that that's that guy's mistress like yeah. he's just he's making transfers to his mistress so it's fine <laughs> and kasumi is like really fascinating that a hanar can have a mystery yes. <laughs> um but yeah then there's the another one named Alun who were like okay let's keep looking into like why he's making suspicious transfers mm-hmm. uh and then you find out that Alun is indoctrinated probably i don't remember specific like what specifically is is in that second uh box so the second one you find out that Alun's transfers are because he has been lobbying I forget if it's like the council or maybe just like uh, like the the like Hanar leadership to like contribute to the war effort. Mm. So like, okay, if he were indoctrinated, he wouldn't be trying to like drum up support for the war against the Reapers. Right. But there must be someone opposing him. So who is that? And we know that it's an unnamed Hanar who recently arrived at the Citadel. So the next thing we're looking for is the names of Hanar who recently arrived at the Citadel. Mm. Kasumi chimes in. She's like still not interested. You know, she's like, oh, you don't want to like help with the war effort. She's like, no, among other things, like my skill set isn't suited for war. I can't steal. I forget how she phrases it, but she's like, I can't just like sneak into their ship and steal a big box that says we win the war, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. which is like fair enough. So then you find the names of the recent Hanar arrivals, but they're face names which is like the the names the hanar use publicly yeah the data that bow has identifying the hanar who like might be indoctrinated are soul names which Mm -hmm. is their secret their jellical names basically that they don't share with anyone (laughs) and um so then we need to like look at their personal communications again to see if we can find their soul name kasumi this conversation with her continues where she she's like how is everybody doing like have you run into anyone else and you mentioned like oh i've seen garris and he's doing okay she goes what about jacob (laughs) and you're like i haven't heard from jacob she says see if jacob were there he could have gotten me back on the normandy (laughs) yeah like we know babe yeah which not knowing anything about this game i was like oh man if i did this after i had gotten jacob back on the ship would this have worked but i assume that we don't get jacob back on the ship i don't really know we don't okay he's too busy with his new family (laughs) um it's fine (laughs) so finally Uh, finally, you find the soul name of a recent arrival and Bao is like, that's it. That's the person. I mm-hmm. forget what it is, but it's like, regards the enkindlers with awe yeah. or something like that. Something like that. It has the enkindlers um, in it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, great, let's go to his office and confront him. You meet Bao there. You confront the Hanar diplomat and he explains, I think his, um, his face name is Zamandius or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's indoctrinated but he also has like reasoning behind why he thinks he's doing this yeah which is very interesting (laughs) 
it's bizarre because the Protheans, who are the Enkindlers, who the, the Hanar worship, became the Collectors. The Collectors serve the Reapers. Therefore, we, the Hanar, should serve the Reapers. It's like <laughs> fantastic there's reasoning, a, my guy. There's a crucial part in the middle there that you're missing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that might have the word brainwash in it or like, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. So Shepard goes, you big, stupid jellyfish. <laughs> Mark Muir's delivery of this line is hilarious, but nice. also it's a little, it's probably like, I assume a little bit racist to call a Hanar a jellyfish, Definitely. but whatever. <laughs> but uh, Zamandius is like, well, I just uploaded a virus to take down the Hanar's homeworld's planetary defense network. Yeah. So the Reapers will be there soon. I thought this was kind of interesting um, because like he, he says their security systems are based on like one like layer of security or whatever. So if you break that layer of security, you're like good. Uh, and he sends this virus and then Bao is like, ah, shit. And he's, but then it's like, oh, wait, but if it doesn't, if he doesn't want it to get caught by, I guess, basically antivirus software. Yeah, like he, the firewall, yeah, the he, McAfee firewall. <laughs> he has to like send it at low priority or something, which means mm-hmm. we have like a like a 30 second delay or something to do something. Uh, yeah. And there is a computer on the other side of the yeah. room. Um. So. So he's like, he's like, I'll go, you know, like stop the signal. But a human guard who I guess is also indoctrinated um, tries to like basically like pins bow against the wall. Jin takes out the guard. Bao takes out Zamandius. Yes. And Kasumi, who, again, was secretly here cloaked the whole time, like reveals herself uh, and runs over to the console and blocks the upload. Um, she's like, oh, no, there's some kind of fail safe and gets electrocuted and uh, collapses mm-hmm. and uh, cloaks as she collapses. As she, quote unquote, dies. <laughs> dies. And Bao is like, whoa, I was going to arrest her. <laughs> and Jin's like, well, she helped me take out the collectors and she just gave her life to save the Hanar homeworld. He's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Well, thanks for your help. And I and my specter friends will help you in the war. And then he leaves and Jin walks over to Cosmo. He's like, you can come out now. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, how'd you know? (laughs) He goes, lucky guess. Um, She's like, but there's still no way that you're recruiting me. Yeah. But you can convince her to help with the Crucible project, Crucible being the big weapon. Mm-hmm. And Jin's like, listen, you're good at hacking unfamiliar tech, so yeah. they could probably use your skills. And think about it. There's going to be a lot of tech lying around, and it's not like they're going to check your pockets yeah. <laughs> after the project's over. Really good. She goes, you say the nicest things <laughs> and agrees. I love Kasumi. I am sad that we don't get more of her. Yeah. Um, in this game but this was a cute little send-off yeah it was nice and i don't know i guess mentally prepared me for when we meet crewmates from mass effect 2 to just like see Mm -hmm. them and then be done with them i guess yeah some some this one is is a special case because she was dlc originally Mm. there are others where like it's a little bit more involved but it is also like in many cases like you see them, you like hang out for a little bit, but mm-hmm. then you say your goodbyes. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of what happened with Thane, but I imagine Thane will just be like ambiently around the hospital or no? we have not seen the last of Thane. Okay, cool. Uh, neat. Uh, that is all I did on the Citadel that we're going to talk mm-hmm. about today. Anything else that you had? Uh, not on the Citadel. No. Cool. Back to the ship. It's time for a war summit, baby. 
summit time. Summit time. I love that uh, Shep wears their like I know like, military suit. They look like Hackett. It's yeah, like, she's like really. They're like really putting on the you know we're at war costume. <laughs> uh, it's really good. Uh, so we meet up in neutral space, and the Solarians and Turians and Krogan all come onto the Normandy, and we are in the war room with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victus, Rex, and the Salarian Dalatras, and we're in there, and we're talking. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, when we walk in, they're yeah. already They are already fighting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're already fighting. <laughs> Rex is here, um, and... It's our boy? He, it's very, it's, it's actually very funny to me. Um, like the Dalatras and Rex are yelling at each other and then you like walk up behind Rex and like take your position at the front of the table and Rex like looks your way and like nods. Um, that's good. I liked it. Um, Mm -hmm. and explains that there are Reaper scouts already at Tichanka. Uh, so it's only a matter of time before they begin their attack. And there's a lot of back and forth here. Victus says he doesn't really want, (laughs) he doesn't want negotiations. He just like wants to know what rex wants uh, yeah he's like just tell us what you want to to help out with this yeah. which love victus it's straight great. to the point yeah he's like we're not doing the political thing just like give us yeah, just orders. tell me what you want yeah um and rex is like i want a cure for the genophage <laughs> um yeah so yeah uh so my notes are he wants a genophage cure in all caps and then oh my gosh we're wearing our diplomatic outfit cute um, <laughs> uh so then there's obviously solarian being gross at rex and yeah like, yeah the Dalatras is like non-negotiable no fucking way She's like, you know, I we were the ones who uplifted the Krogan yeah. and it was a mistake or whatever. And Rex was like, you used us to fight a war that you couldn't win. And then she goes, after that, you ceased to be useful. God, which gross bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the genophage was the only way to keep your urges in check. I wrote <laughs> my notes here. Fucking rancid. <laughs> yeah. And victus once again fucking keeping it real thank god he's here yeah for real honestly voice of reason he's like listen rex is right and you insulting him isn't going to change that um she's like we made a rash decision it's the same mistake you're about to make no good can come from curing the genophage and this is when Jin or shepherd can (laughs) hop in and you can choose paragon option which is like but they deserve a cure like Mm -hmm. this is this is bullshit and it has always been bullshit um or the renegade one is like well we have no choice because we have to help them whatever i chose the paragon one i love the krogan jen loves the krogan yeah um and it's basically like genophage has gone long enough like the krogan have more than paid for whatever crimes like you levy at them yeah and the talatras goes we had a thousand years of peace because of the Genovage, which is literally not true. <laughs> right. It's completely not true. Um, they there had was, a thousand years of peace. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, there's still plenty of conflict. Like, <laughs> like literally there was the first contact war. There was like, there was so much else that happened. So bullshit. Yeah. And Victus, once again, trying to get straight to the point is like, listen, like all of this is purely academic, really, because yeah. it would take years to cure the genophage. And Rex is like, nah, actually, yeah, because there was a Solarian named Malin who uh, like came to Tuchanka and was doing these experiments. Some females survived 
his experiments. But the Dalatras took them prisoner to clean it up. I feel like it basically is like accusing her of a cover up. Yeah. And he plays this footage of a Solarian lab showing the last remaining female who's mm. immune to the genophage. And the Dalatras is all fucked up about this. <laughs> and she goes, how will curing the genophage benefit my people? It's like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, save your souls, baby. Yeah. But well, to, the, to, to doesn't Shepard at that point, isn't Shepard just like, well, I mean, you're a bunch of fucking nerds. So how are you going to protect yourself from the big yes. reaper fist that's yeah, about to come I think smash you can, your planet? You, you get a, a, a dialogue option, but the Paragon one is like, you need allies in yeah. the war because yeah. you're not you're not going to fucking fight off the reapers <laughs> yourselves. Right. And Victus jumps in and is like, like, if you like don't help with this, you'll I'll be the last friendly Turian you ever see. <laughs> fucking love good. this dude. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I'm so happy that he's like just a cool, real guy. He's yeah. just so good. So finally, she like admits defeat and she's like, okay, they're being held in this STG facility on Sirkesh. And she's like, I, you know, I'm warning you, there will be consequences. And you get a renegade yeah. like quick time prompt, yeah. which I took, uh -huh, which is too. like, whatever consequences you think there will be will be nothing compared to what happens if the Reapers win. So like maybe calm down. <laughs> and Victus is like, ins like insists that this is going to happen right now. Like we're going to do this mm -hmm. right now. We're going to go get the, the Krogan females and get out of here. Um, and he's like, Shepard can oversee the exchange. And this scene ends with the Dalatras saying, I won't forget this commander. A bully has few friends when he needs them most, which like go cry about it. I'm not bullying you. Yeah. It's not bullying you to tell you that you were wrong. And it's not bullying you to make a fucking deal to save the entire galaxy. Maybe Maybe calm down. Yeah. Very bad vibes off this Dalatras. Awful vibes. It won't end there. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, so then we head to Sirkesh. I brought Garrus and Liara with me. I also brought Garrus and Liara. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. Part of me was like, maybe I bring Edie, but also I just like, don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, like, like I thought about it too. And like, I just, I couldn't resist the possibilities for unique dialogue of yeah. having Garrus, Liara and Rex all the squad in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I always bring them on this one. I'm sure there's interesting stuff too with the other squad mates, but yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Cause it, it seems like there's a lot of like side dialogue that I feel mm -hmm. like I, I, I'm like, maybe I've just, you know, because the options aren't very large at this point for like who, who you can bring on missions. So I'm like, maybe yeah. I'm just bringing the right people by chance. But I don't know. So there is some <laughs> a little bit of back and forth between Garrus and Rex as you're pulling up. You know, you're, you're talking yeah. about whatever. And, and there's just that classic like. I don't know. They rib each other and it's good. I didn't write yeah, down a specific line. I, I have some. So basically like Liara is, is there sort of like reassuring Rex that we're going to get this done and we'll get the females. Yeah. And Rex goes, thanks Liara. I wouldn't want anyone else here along for the ride. And then Garrus clears his throat <laughs> and Rex is like, I guess I can make room for you too, Garrus. And uh, Garrus is like, oh, good. You know, I figured you'd gone soft sitting on your throne. Um, <laughs> love these cute. two. It is cute. Um, so, yeah, we were in this shuttle and uh, Steve is like, um, Shep, we don't have clearance to land. And <laughs> Shep's like, oh, that's weird. And uh, oh, man. Rex immediately, because he's like already like not trusting that the Slayers yeah. are going to keep their word. He 
like pulls the shuttle door open, <laughs> jumps out. out. A bunch of Solarians approach him. He like biotic throws them out of the way. Yeah. And then suddenly there are like all of these little sniper dots appearing on him of like they're like Solarian snipers on the roof and stuff. Yeah. Um, So we all get out uh, after him. Yeah. And a Solarian named Paddock Wicks. Yeah. Runs up. He's like, like, whoa. Yeah. Like everybody calm down. Sorry. We like just found out about this transfer. Yeah. And they're like you know it's like this tense moment of like are we about to like cause a a diplomatic incident or whatever and they're like you all like we can continue with this but like rex has to stay out here under guard he can't go inside Mm -hmm. and so we're like okay Mm -hmm. meanwhile we see them there's like a like a big like biotic like cell basically cage being like lowered into the facility that contains a yog which is the creature that the The shadow broker was yeah and liara's like oh man i was hoping i never had to see one of these again (laughs) yeah Uh, i thought it was funny too she like turns to garris to say that and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) like he wasn't there i guess he could have been if you brought him on that mission but but no even in that well because this the second squad mate doesn't fight in that scene, but I think maybe they enter and they get like got. I forget. I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. And so you talk to Wix, and he explains that this place is like a center for like genetic research and stuff, which is like, yeah. oh, so did you make that yog? That's kind of gross. It's it, it it is all just really gross. Yeah. And that is basically where. Uh, well, okay. So then the, the final thing here. Uh, is that this base is a secret, first of all. Um, like, mm-hmm. none of their information ever leaves this facility. Um, and Wix says that the females were brought there to stabilize them from Malin's research. Um, mm-hmm. So they're still, like, alive. If And he basically says, like, if we didn't intervene, they would have died, and we didn't want that to happen. Um, so that's the pitch uh and we will get to that mission next week because who man have we been recording for over two hours sure um man video game good video game so good so good non-zero chance that i go play video game after this right now (laughs) uh i won't because i have to go watch the super bowl uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> I also don't really care about it, but I do live in Philadelphia, so I feel obligated. Yeah, to, no, you should care about it. Uh, yeah, I say in 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 a local. Philly who are they play? Name, who are they playing? It is the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. Um, which is kind of funny because the coach of the Chiefs coached the Eagles for like ten years in the early two thousands. Ooh, yeah. one of those. So be fun. that's very interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, enough sports on the video game podcast. Thank you so enough. much for listening. Okay, uh, <laughs> if you'd like to follow the show, we're online asyncpod.tumblr.com. We're also what on Twitter. Yeah, we're what also on Twitter at Asyncpod. There? What happened there? Whoa, buddy? I don't know. I'm I'm overcome with the football. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on twitter also that's fine the power um, of the bowl the power of the bowl um the big game we're not allowed to say oh you're right sorry Super bowl. <laughs> uh thank you so much to scout wilkinson for making our beautiful art it's amazing if you'd like to commission her or buy stickers or whatever merch she has on her Kofi shop i know that she just did a big 
revamp of all her stuff. I haven't checked it out yet. Mm. Uh, you should. And that link is in the show notes for you to check it out. Uh, thank you also, as always, to Amarantan for writing the theme song for this show. Uh, it's good. And you should check out his music at his band camp in the link below. If you'd like to follow me, I am AJ Falleri on Twitter. I'm also uh, not AJ Falleri on Tumblr. And I'm also on Mastodon, the Aether dot space slash at AJ. <laughs> Uh, all those links are in the show notes kim i am tumblr.com slash okimis or whatever and mm-hmm. uh okimis on twitter and um i'll make a mastodon eventually i have to use brendan's little guide and do that mastodon's a good website it's i i, I suffer from this thing where i don't really post a lot on social media so like I, I'm a big I'm a big reblogger, a big retweeter, and there's just not the amount of people on Mastodon for me to re re reblog. I think is what they call it mm-hmm. um, all the time. So I'm just kind of like there every once retoot. in a while. Retoot, yeah, because it's like a it's like a Mastodon, like an elephant. They, yeah, it's they toot. cute. Anyway. So that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we don't usually say this, but if you want to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher, that helps us pop up in lists and stuff. But really, what helps us is if you tell a friend. Yeah. I'm sure you have friends. We're not your only friends. Um, and we're also not your friends because this is not a parasocial show. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you listen to this show, you're not my friend, even if you are. That's exactly. The people I know in real life listening to this show, we're not friends anymore. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry Just you had kidding. to find out this way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, all that being said, thank you so much. We'll be back next week with yeah. the Sirkash mission and probably some other stuff. Kim, do you have final words for us today? I do. I'm going to mash up two quotes today and also I'm um, modifying one of them. Okay. So I will say it is always a good time to be generous, um, but don't forget to come up for air. Wow. Wow. Bye, everybody. Bye. PWG, the worst garbage, the online.